far are you going? About 30 years. In this week's episode... It's our belated Christmas episode where we talk about Anime Week in Atlanta. Making my way through the hood, sipping this yak. Niggas about to get blown with the Mac. Black, eh, 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 eh. Riding around the block with a Glock, yo ass finna get shot. That's the silencer. That's the grenade line. I'm finna kill you. I'm finna drill you. And now you bleeding. They flick it. When I shoot you in your neck. The noise go flick, eh, eh. You know I will shoot you in your eyes just so I can hear the flick, eh. Have to edit that out, probably. <laughs> so. Oh, did you already start recording? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, the minute I get on, the minute I get on here, I, I instantly start hitting record. So I, I'm just like, oh, if there's anything I need to take out, I'll just, you know, oh, that's what editing's for. So. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <clears throat> so how was your Halloween? I saw that you put out a uh, con review recently that it was like done six months ago or something. <laughs> okay, honestly, those recordings that were done like over a month ago, but I've just been so busy with other stuff. That um, yeah. So like, I was so involved in the month of December of the one of the AMV competitions, and do you mean October? October. Did I say December? Yeah, that hadn't happened yet. Oh my gosh! I am not. This is gonna be a fun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already time traveled two months in advance. Yeah, you're just gonna be have to correct me on every little thing. <laughs> my bad now so the month of October um, <clears throat> we had a uh, part of the AM, or AMV co- contest for uh, Anime Week in Atlanta it was a matter of just us going over videos people rewatching them and, uh, and and dealing with all the other discord drama bullcrap that happened <laughs> so um, I'll have to if I, if I say anything I'm going to have to really go through this and like censor names out so okay, uh, maybe it's best not to say. I guess I can give like an overview, because honestly, like who's listening to this? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's not so. It's not so much like you know, like because you you're an outsider. You don't you don't really care. So like I can tell you anything, but then like I mean to, the, to an extent, I got to censor some stuff out. But then other people that like if any other editor finds out I do this, then you know it's like oh you're gossiping too much or something or you know it's. Anyways, I, I I seem to be relearning how do I talk to people and be more polite to them since we are of different uh, political and beliefs. <laughs> and after yeah, I had a I'm the, I'm the outcast a, of like, this whole group when it comes to the that. other AMV people because you've mentioned that kind of thing before, but uh, I don't know what specifically has happened recently. 
Uh, to my knowledge, I've been pretty good so far. I mean, yeah, for the time being. I mean, I like to keep it that way. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, I could talk about, I mean, yeah, it's been, holy crap. Yeah, it's been like since a couple, it's been a few months since we recorded anything. Because, like, the summer, I just so busy with stuff. I, the only thing recording we did was the UberCon thing. And that was something we can just quickly get out and knock out. And that was about two months ago. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, I did reach out to Lauren, and they said that their first their first con was a really big success. And oh, well, that's I good. Yeah, I mentioned about me coming out there and having us as guests, and she's like, we're having a meeting, Sue, if we're going to do another one, and we'll keep you posted. So I'm hoping that, like, if they can just comp me for the travel out there, and, you know, either, like, you know, we get badges or something, that, I mean, that's really, like, a pretty low cost you know, comp- compensation for me to come out there as a guest because you're local. I can just stay with you and we get free badges and then, you know, ha- let us do a few panels on stuff and then that would be, we'd be good. Yeah. It's not, it's not far from me at all. It's, um, you know, it's like, you know, 20, 10 minute, 20 minute drive or something from here. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I can obviously spot you for gas if you need it. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I did. I did go to another con recently that was also in um, Mesa, and I think this UluCon is technically in Mesa as well. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't like the border of Mesa and Queen Creek, so it's kind of out here in the uh, you know the desert part of <laughs> Arizona. That's like you know just being starting to be developed like right. the far southeast part of the valley. Uh-huh. But um, uh, yeah, the 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 one I went to was at the Mesa Convention Center, which is an older convention center. But um, this UluCon is at a convention center that just opened a few months ago, and uh, you know they're having a lot of events there. Though I think this new center is is going to be successful, and they're going to yeah. you know make a lot of money doing a lot of events there. Yeah, yeah. So because they're just building like tons of new subdivisions out here, and. You know, the, these people are going to need somewhere to go to events and they're not going to want to go to downtown Phoenix when they got to drive like an hour or more to get there from like Santan Valley or Queen Creek, and, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's just not, you know, like I mentioned on the UuCon recording, it's just not pleasant to go to certain parts of Phoenix. Like, you know, if, you, if you're living in like the, mm-hmm. the East Valley, it's generally pretty nice. But if you go to like, you know, downtown Phoenix or Glendale or some of these areas... Yeah. There's like homeless drug addicts wandering in front of your car and like it's almost like you're in California or something and it's just not great. <laughs> but that's not really an issue in like Mesa as much, you know. Is that because that part of Mesa that's where most of the money is at? Usually if you go to a place with money, you have less of those issues. Mhm. Well, like the East Valley, it's like uh you know, it's like conservative Mormon suburbs. You know, it's it's more like being in Utah than in being mm-hmm. in California. But if you if you go like you know, kind of central Phoenix, like downtown area, it's more like being in LA or something, where it's like, you know, it probably is expensive to get an apartment or whatever if you're in downtown Phoenix. It's kind of expensive everywhere around here now. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but there's like a lot of people there that are just roaming the streets uh, and you never know if they're going to like attack your car or, or like start 
you know, panhandling you or trying to mug you or something. Yeah. You know, there's just there's just people like they're just wandering in front of our car when we're trying to go to the convention in Glendale a few months ago, and they don't seem to be aware that there's like traffic there. You know, they're just like in a in the world of their own, like talking to themselves and like stumbling around. You know, it's it's yeah. just like I don't know if they've sort of they just don't have any enforcement against homelessness now and in Phoenix or or what, but you know, what, they may what, have defunded the police in downtown Phoenix or something. Who knows? Yeah. What wasn't there? Like, I don't know if I don't remember if you posted this in our discord chat, um, that like there's somebody took video of like, what was it? Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. And just to show how like drugged out crazy these people are, like just roaming that, da- like certain parts of downtown. And it just seemed like there were just a bunch of zombies or something. It was, it was just really wild to see. I remember there was a video maybe five or six years ago that I saw that was in, like, Detroit or something. And it was just two or three minutes of them just driving around. And there were, like, fires on the side of yeah, the road. Yeah, yeah. I remember you, I remember you, you said, see, like, I remember you sent that video. Yeah. You, there was, like, an intentional hit and run in a parking lot. And it, it, it's, like, something out of, like, a, yeah, it's like a Romero movie or yes. something. <laughs> where the people of. are, there's just nothing going on mentally. And it's just, like, yeah insanity and violence and poverty, you know, yeah. and it's just yeah I, I, but I mean there's probably a million videos like that, but, you know, because that kind of stuff happens all over this country all yeah. the time now, so I mean, especially in the last few years yeah, I mean I, like, I mean, like when I re- wrote, you know, said about it in my report at Momo, or MomoCon since it was downtown in Fulton County, like they legalized marijuana is supposed to be a certain amount but I think because people are stoned they're probably like really relaxed and aren't going to mug people I don't know but I just remember like just the streets of downtown that part of downtown Atlanta just like reek. you can smell weed for about like half my walk from like where the pizza place was all the way to the uh, the Georgia uh, World Conference Center and um, mm-hmm. so then it's like I guess these, you know, liberal politicians were like thinking, well, if we just give people weed, they're going to mellow out and not be violent. And yeah, it could be I, I guess something that to that. To I don't know. Extent. But, uh, yeah. you know, then you can go as far as like Portland where they like legalize, you know, like crystal meth and like heroin. And it, it was everything, and everything across the board. It, you just got to laugh when they're like, you can only have a certain amount and like nobody's there. There's not enough of a force to regulate that. I mean, so it's just like as a courtesy, but no one's going to pay it. No one's going to care. No one's going to hold to that. And then they right. get surprised I mean, that there's a bunch of drug overdoses. Yeah, there's no way to enforce it. I mean, just walking around, even out here, um, sometimes you will just smell marijuana coming out of someone's house randomly or whatever. And it's yeah. like, you, you know, they used to have, like, probable cause to raid someone's house over that. And, you know, that was excessive and everything. But, um, you know, because a lot of people die in these raids and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's doing more harm than good, but, uh, you know, you, you can't really legalize, like, a certain amount, because there's no probable cause to say, like, oh, I, I know that they have more than, like, five grams in there, or whatever, you know, like, there's no way to actually, yeah. know, just by smelling it, like, you just, you smell it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, you can talk about the toy con you went to, like, what was it, a couple weeks ago? I mean, I figured, I mean, like, I'll have plenty more to say about, um, AWA, obviously, but, I mean, I, you, you can go ahead on that. Okay, yeah, I went to, uh, yeah, like I said, I went to the one that was in Mesa, and, um, 
you know, the, the past few have been in Glendale, but, you know, I guess they switch it up um, sometimes and have them in, in Mesa. And so there was a better experience getting there. But mm-hmm. then once I, you know, once I go in there, um, you know, it, it, it is the kind of con that I like. Um, there's not, I mean, I don't think I saw anybody in a costume, to be honest, even though it was like mm-hmm. 10 days before Halloween. <laughs> yeah. um, it was really not emphasizing the whole, uh, like, you know, uh, dress up aspect that a lot of cons are all about, you know, um, people meeting celebrities and dressing up and uh, doing that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not so much interested in that. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of people with booths that are selling stuff. So, you know, you can kind of walk around, get an eye on what's there, and, um, you know, if, you, if something interests you, you can get it, and then you can go. So I got some, you know, some rare old Spider-Man comics, like second appearance of the Hobgoblin, some of the Todd McFarlane issues, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, I, so I didn't see any like Shogun Warriors or anything, which a lot of the times I would see those in like um, like the the one before this a few months ago in Glendale, I did see that there was a guy that had some uh, Shogun Warriors, and they were priced at like I think I think he had like a uh, dragon for like 150, mm-hmm. and uh, it was still there when I when I first got into the con, and then by the time I got back out, uh, it had sold. And then he had some others like a Godzilla Shogun Warrior and Radiant and some others. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, those things, even though they're pr- they're priced pretty highly, uh, they you know they they do sell. I mean, they have like a real distinctive look to them, and people are still interested in them. Like. 45 years later or however long it's been. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I did notice there's like a lot of people selling Pokemon cards, which are really getting pretty expensive there. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people, you know, selling uh, Funko Pops. That's kind of the, that's going to be at every single kind of toy con these days. I don't oh, think yeah. these are, you know, big enough that they're going to have like exclusive Funkos or anything, but mm-hmm. they do have, you know, they do have a lot of that. Um, you see a lot of like vintage Star Wars toys and, uh, you know, vintage Dragon Ball stuff. Um, I noticed some kid was like getting excited about some Pokemon toys and he was like, oh, look, it's Starmander, it's Bulbasaur, it's Squirtle, it's Pikachu. I, you know, I was kind of pleased that the original ones are still the most popular even with with kids now because mm-hmm. there's like a thousand pokemon but i feel like the the first generation or two are still the most iconic and like even though there's a new game coming out in a couple of weeks like i don't think that oh yeah any of the is. new monsters are really going to become as popular as the originals were yeah i, I mean even though this new game is coming out and i've seen some trailers for it it it, it feels like Pokemon is kind of running on Steam at this point. Like, it doesn't look that different than Sword and Shield. or And there's some new gimmick, like there's Crystal Pokemon or something like that, and that's the new thing you can do mm-hmm. in battle. And Sword, and Sword and Shield, it was like you could make the Pokemon giant, and this one you can make them into crystals. Or, mm-hmm. You know, before that it was Mega Evolving. They've got to have some new, like, gimmick each time to try to maintain interest. But yeah. I don't know that the new monsters themselves are all that interesting. Like, I saw one that was like, they, they took like Giraffe Rig from Gen 2 
and call, and they like inverted its name or something because so it's not called like Farigarath or something. And the, <laughs> the tail is outside of its head. And it just kind of looks stupid. But, uh, I yeah, my thing is just I mean, once I saw they made like ice cream and garbage like an actual garbage bag Pokemon, I was like, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, have they made one of a, that's just a gun or or? I mean, um, have they done that yet? I don't yet? think they have. They probably wouldn't get the E for everyone rating if they did that. Well, that's the version of Pokemon I would play. <laughs> FP, yeah, FPP's like, first-person Pokemon. <laughs> they did, like, a sword Pokemon in the Sword and Shield games. But yeah. Like, but they haven't done, like, a gun Pokemon, I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd think there would be, like, you know, I'm thinking of, like, Fighting food on. I'm thinking of how there's like a hot dog that was a cowboy that had some guns. And then it's like his guns squirted out like ketchup or mustard or something. <laughs> Maybe they need to make like a fighting food on video game. Oh, that would be pretty Fried rice Oh, like you, you have the discotheque DVD, right? For the whole series on DVD? Yes, I do. I watched that show a few years ago. It's just pretty hilarious. It's just a, <laughs> such a terrible Pokemon ripoff. Oh, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to trying to organize things for the. Con. I guess like in terms of before, I can talk about some stuff before the con. I guess a little bit of drama, but um, I there was actually it was uh, so basically at the beginning of October. I'm not going to give any names, obviously, but um, at the beginning of our of October, there was um, we had this guy that's been in charge of the uh, the video art track or the VAT for AWA for a number of years, and him and another representative, um, another editor or whatever, and he's also in charge of a another contest and another con. I'll just say, um, it just it was really just some petty stuff. It really, I guess, like I understand there's rules because this guy was like. Because with this particular contest, we changed it over from PRO, which was an acronym for Peer Review Online, to the Accolades, because it was supposed to sound less prestigious, but then it wound up becoming more prestigious by doing, having that name. So we may not have it next year. I don't know. But um, just it, it just kind of erupted publicly in a chat, and this should have been handled privately with a couple of mods and... Um, Basically, like one guy was accusing the other guy of like you, sh- you know, we're doing a stream and you took over and you don't have a video for this, and um, the, the the best way I can understand it, and uh, you know, you might have been abusive to people, which I don't think it really happened, but um, it was just, it just kind of bl- everyone had something to say about it, and it pretty much it escalated to the point for both of them were tell- to tell each other to to, to f off. And uh, that's when they're just like, "Yep, it's it's this is the end of the argument." So then, um, basically, you know, the one guy, I, he, I, he did enter into the contest eventually, but I, I don't know, he didn't participate in like you know critique chats or whatever. And the other guy running the con uh, stepped down th- from his position, so a buddy of mine took over. Um, so there was already there was kind of already sort of a lot of kinks and issues in going into this but I feel like the overall product of running the video art track was very successful this year and uh, it was interesting because like I just found it like some people like you know they, they, you, it's it's an this part of the contest is anonymous you submit it anonymously 
And then after like everyone's voted for the finalist or whatever, like you people can kind of reveal if, if what video did what, or you can kind of guess who made what. Um, but before the contest was over, because of this argument, some people decided to drop out of the contest and reveal what they did. And I was, I just kind of looked at them and was like, this had nothing to do with you. But they just felt like because it was like unprofessional or whatever, it was they had it, you know, they wanted to dip out. And uh, my thought was like, well, I hope we get more people because that's less co- that's co- less competition for me. Because <laughs> you know, it's like okay, we're gonna you know we had like you know ninety something videos in this contest, and if half of the people drop out, I have a pretty good chance of winning something. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this sounds like like the shit show. Half of the people were dropping out of all this. It 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 was, and um, and again, I'm not name, name it, gonna name names in case this ever comes back, but um. It's it was interesting because like I'll kind of fast forward to the convention. Um, so anyways, like Daryl Surratt and Gerald Rathcall were at AWA and they ran some panels. I got to see one of Daryl's panel. I only got to I only got to go to like one panel, like actually sit down and enjoy a panel the entire time during the con because I was kind of busy with other stuff. And uh, we were in Dave Merrill's party, um, that like that Saturday night. And, uh, you know, I, uh, this was like right after the AMV contest. So, which by the way, I won two awards of the AMV contest. I won for, uh, best trailer for, uh, where I mixed Cowboy Bebop and a fistful of dollars together, um, together for the uh, expo, which is a d- separate from the accolades. And then for the accolades, I made, um, I don't think I posted the video in the chat, but I will, where I combined a, a spoof song to a thousand miles to Cowboy Bebop. And that instantly won best comedy. That and they saved like that for like the best, like the um, the best for last kind of video. And that whole crowd was just erupting at how how much they loved it. Um, so that's definitely going to go. That's a combination because isn't there an episode of Bebop called The Fistful of Wulongs? I no, there isn't. But there is the Western really? one with there. There should have been, but there was a Western one where they spoof like Cowboy Andy as sort of like the. Um, He's like a Roy Rogers kind of cowboy. Not really. I mean, and Spike kind of sort of spoofed um, Clint Eastwood in A Fistful of Dollars in the first episode with the poncho. But, you know, he also had a big sombrero. So there's a bit of a callback to that. Um, but no, like this is, I mean, again, this is stuff I just come up with and I'm hoping people really like it. Um, and I'm obviously like I went there and got my award and I was trying not to cry as usual, but... Uh, the comedy one, I was just, I laughed. I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm, I'm so thankful because I figured I had a good chance winning. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like, back to the, to, to the, um, to the room party, like, they had the, uh, the, the AMV documentary there, and, um, you know, I was talking to, Dar- I asked Daryl about it. He's like, he said he watched it. He's just like, yeah, like, um, they made us sound a whole lot happier than what I've been and had the impression of how the AMV community is where people are backstabbing each other and it's very clickish and, you know, people are out to get one another. And I, and I'm just kind of nodding my head. I said, yeah, some of that is still there, dude. Um, and all I can say is that I have, because of some things I've said on certain discords that I've been kicked out of, I've rubbed some people the wrong way. So that's all I can really say. <laughs> um, but actually, it was interesting. So one of the uh, the guys that was an editor, he had, uh, back in the summer, it was a whole conversation about, um, it got brought up about the Christian Crusades. And I, of course, brought up my, my view of it, which is, well, it was in response to Islam taking over the Middle East because they've been doing that for thousands of years. 
They were slaughtering people, and they took land by force. And the Christian Crusades were a stop to that, so they didn't have to con- So they weren't going to out- be out to conquer Europe because they already gave up too much land. And there are several historians that can back me up on this that have studied this and are going to tell you the truth on the Christian Crusades. And the fact that if you ever read the Koran, there were certain ch- chapters in the Koran that I read online about thereafter to kill the Jews and the Christians. And I got called out, I got a warning for being called out for being Islamophobic. Which I'm thinking, fine. Yes, to the ideas of Islam, I am absolutely Islamophobic. I hate Islam as the religion. However, I do not hate the people that are Islamic. I, I, I can, I can, I love people, but I can hate ideology. And put it that way. Um, and then later I got banned, and I was just like, whatever, these people are way too sensitive or whatever. And, um, a couple of weeks later it goes by, and I was thinking about it, and I was just like, you know, I need to be on good terms with these people and not, you know, cause too much, you know, obviously they know where I stand, and uh, I don't really need to be too much of a jerk about it. So I, I did issue an apology to the guy, and I was like, you know, if you want me to come back on, that'd be great. I just want to let you know. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, he wasn't really there to say, like, oh, I accept your apology. Thank you. It was just kind of like, well, you know, I, again, I guess I took it that he ex- maybe accepted it. But um, anyways, he was at the con, and um, I just felt like I had really I had to tell him in person the same thing. And so I did, and, uh, and then he kind of told me, he's like, well, you've kind of had a reputation with a few of the editors. I said, yeah, I have an idea who they might be. Um, and just kind of laughed about it, but I was just like, hey, man, look, you know, after the thing we saw with the other two people in the Discord chat, like, I don't want to have that happen to me, and I don't want to feel that way about anybody else. And, like, with you, you know, I'm coming to you in person to tell you that I'm very sorry. And, you know, I didn't mean anything personal by it or anything. And I know it's been months ago. And, you know, I, yeah, I've kind of, you know, let it go. But I figured just to clear the air, like, in person, that you, you get to see me right now um, coming to you face-to-face to, to be peaceful about it and uh, to, you know, you know that I'm sincere about it. And, I you know, I shook his hand. And, and after that, he was cool. So I didn't feel like I had, like, an, any kind of thing that he was just, like, he felt uncomfortable being around me or anything. It was just, like, he was a really cool guy. And I was just like, okay. And I think right at that point, it was like, okay, that, that part is settled. I don't have to worry about that now. And, um, yeah, sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to do that. on Twitter that you posted a link to where he was like responding to you, one of your tweets, like, uh, saying, I'm going to pass on your panel because you, uh, don't wear a mask and you're using slurs. And then it turns out this guy's from the UK. Like, so I guess you've got a reputation even with people I, uh, in other countries. I don't know who this guy is, but let's let's go ahead and read his chat. Um, actually, I got a notification right here. Okay. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, I have no idea. I was like, who are you? Like, oh. I have to imagine it's just some random person that maybe you've offended in Discord or... Somebody came across our podcast and was offended I don't by think, that. I don't, think, I don't think racist came up. I think it was a matter of, uh, oh, maybe he deleted his tweet. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't think that deleted. Uh, maybe it did. I don't know. But it was a matter of, um, all right, never mind. What a, I, I don't, I don't happen to see it. I mean, I really, that's interesting. As you get a bunch of like, no, it, yeah, it was just like, you don't wear a mask and you say too many swears, I'm not going to your panel. And I'm just like, because I've posted like, hey, you know, like, I'm doing this panel, guys ought to check it out, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, it's still here, I think. 
Uh, show more replies. Always oh, got a hidden. Yeah, here it is. Tim Shaw at TZ, TZM Shaw. You don't wear a mask. You use swear, slur words. I think I'll give you a miss. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Mr. Random Guy. And, and I'm checking, and I'm like, you're not affiliated with anybody. Like, who are you? So, I don't know. I don't know who this yeah, guy is. Yeah, we don't know who he is. He's just some guy that decided to shit on you on Twitter. He has one follower. That, of course, one. Yeah, I'm like, your whole purpose is to just go to random people. And he just, like, re- I don't think he's this guy's written anything ever. He just retweets a bunch of stuff. He's one of these accounts where you can check and it, it and it'll be in like replies only, and there'll be no original content from just tweets. Yeah. But if you click tweets with replies, he'll be like shitting on people. Somebody who's just purely negative and contributes nothing, you know? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna respond back to that guy. No, he's not worth the time. Um, no, don't. N- no, the, I'm, the thing I'm is, not. Is, that's just the case in general on the internet. It's like. If you're arguing with people on the internet, you're generally just wasting your time because people don't convince each other on the internet. They just try to like prove yeah. points and win. You know, you know. No, I, I've, I've measuring contest. I mean, I'm with a bunch of people in this community. Or not everyone, but a, a good, I think maybe half, good chunk. That um, we're not going to get along at all, and um, I yeah, so. <laughs> I think it's just some people are just like, yeah, I I know when I'm, if I was to hang out with you, we're not gonna we're not gonna get a, get along. There's just that, that that feeling there, that like um, aura there. Even before like I probably take them off, I'm just like, you guys, there's something off about you guys. I don't I don't trust something about you. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's I, I realize that now where it's like, you know, like you're going after the someone with fire with fire isn't always that effective, especially on the internet. Um, and yeah, I, I, mean, I guess I guess going to the crusades thing, it's like people have, you know, it's I'm not going to change their mind. Kind of get inculcated into them in the public school system. Exactly, exactly. That the that the Christian side of that was just like the Pope sent in people to murder Muslims because he's Islamophobic or something. That's like the extent of how they think about that. They don't think, well, it takes two to tango. You know, this was a conflict yeah. involving I- Islam trying to take over the Middle East. They, they don't you know, really Christians re- didn't want them to do yeah, that. Exactly. There, there was just like multiple sides to this conflict and people yeah. were killing each other on both sides. That's just how wars go. It was know? a response to Islam conquering all these nations that these, you know, the Roman Catholics or the Christians had control over for hundreds of years. And they just said, "Okay, we're done turning the other cheek. We're going to ask the Pope if we can we can retaliate and claim back some of that land." And they did, for however however long. Um, but uh, yeah, you can't you can't you can show people like how they're wrong, but they're not going to accept it because they just that you know it's it's a personal attack on their beliefs. And it's just like I'm just letting you know. Like for me, it's just like I like learning about new stuff. I'm, you know, surprised to know that, like, well, there's a lot of people that, you know, obviously are on this side, real major historians know all this, and so the public school system, what they've been teaching is pretty much wrong, and, um, but again, you're not going to convince everyone of that belief, uh, especially on a Discord chat, so I am, 
I just realized yeah. it's just like I'm not going to win a lot of these arguments, and it's just better to kind of just keep my mouth shut on certain things. And there's a lot of stuff. It's just like I, I put up with more of their stupidity than I should, but I just had to learn to just kind of roll it off because at the end of the day, it's just like I feel like there's a purpose for me getting you know being here that I'm you know I enjoy what I do and I'm very talented at it, and other people can respect me and honor that with you know if I win something at a con or whatever. So obviously, I'm doing something right there. But I'm more of a less of just doing it because it's fun and I'm improving on my editing skills and that's really my heart set right now. And, uh, and also, like, along with that is getting involved in this community and making connections with people. And that to me is more worthwhile than trying to, sure, you know, Stonewall Jackson your beliefs into, you know, this established community and everyone to bow down to you. And I'm like, I clearly don't have the clout to do that. So, and it's not going to happen, obviously, because I'm, I'm incomparably outgunned. But the people that probably do agree with my views, um, I do know some of them. Um, but we're going to stay silent because that much we're in the minority. And But for me, it's like I had those really good connections there. So it's kind of like it's better to be in good terms and neutral terms than it is in bad terms. So, but um, everyone right. everyone else at that, at, in the, you know, the editors I was, you know, associating with at the con and congratulating each other and catching up and they were, they're wonderful. And, um, my buddy John was with me the whole time and he said he had a ton of, had, had a ton of fun. Um, but anyways, so I think that's kind of all I wanted. To, <laughs> I think that's all I was going to say on that. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, um, so the con itself, um, I didn't get, the, we stated, uh, me, it was me and my buddy John, who's an older guy that I play Pathfinder with once a month, him and his group. And we've been doing that for about a year, actually, or a year coming up this month. And, um, <clears throat> just thinking. And it was my brother, my niece, and my sister-in-law. And by the way, I'm as of about two weeks ago, I'm officially an uncle. Because my brother adopted um, his, um, his wife's uh, kids. So now his stepkids have my last name. So, <laughs> it's just kind of oh, like... Oh, okay. So, yeah, your brother did get married, and uh, now those kids are Coplins, too. That's correct. Yep. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been calling I've been calling my, my niece, Kelly, like my niece for a while. And, like, she's kind of sort of my anime buddy now, because, like, I just got her... We just got done watching um, Battle Athletes, like, a couple months ago. And then her and me went through a Girls in Panzer, and she really liked that. And now I'm showing my Pathfinder group, which is also another anime group I'm part of, a Girls in Panzer. So whenever I hang out with them, I'm bringing Girls in Panzer so we can try to finish up the show. So that's that's been pretty fun to watch. Um, yeah, we'll have to do a review of that at some point. Um, we haven't done an anime review in a long time, have we? we? Had, um, Spring, I think, and that was the Hathaway's Flash film. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I know. We should be better at this, and we're not. Like, what, what was the deal with that? Is that supposed to be like the start of a series of halfway flash movies, or is that it's supposed to be? I mean, it's, it's based on. It's supposed to be. It's means based off the Tomino novels, like back in the eighties or whatever. And they're supposed to make three more films based on the books. Okay. So they're going to come out. Who knows? Whenever. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, because that first movie, not much really happened in it. A lot of it was like them hanging out in a hotel and like there was, was the, there was there was the MS the mobile suit battle like towards the end, to for them to get the Gundam or hijack it or something, and then that was it. And yeah, oh, speaking of Gundam, I did see the the Kuru's Donut movie in theaters. 
I, I, oh was, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Is that coming to like Blu-ray or anything? I soon? I hope oh. so. Like yeah, definitely. When you get to watch it, we'll have to review it. Like I was I, I was thoroughly impressed. It was like watching a really good episode of Mobile Suit Gundam for an hour and a half. Yeah, and, I was curious. How did they drag that out? Because it's a twenty-minute episode, and they made it into a feature-length film. It is. But, you you'll be amazed. It's actually really good. It's like I was okay. not. It felt like old-style Gundam. Like it was just so much fun. Well, wasn't the guy who did Gundam the Origin involved with it as well? Yeah, yeah, uh, Yasuhiko. Um, he he directed it, so that may be his yeah, last he, film he, he might do. He did a great job in that manga and the OVAs of like yeah. extrapolating from the yeah, you know what what little was there about like the backstory of the zombies and all that. He he really turned it into like a fully fleshed out world of what yes. it was like on the colonies before the war and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a great. A great he, storyteller. He's an incredibly great storyteller. Um, but no, this, I mean, Kukuru is doing in a set, like, in the, in the, uh, Gundam, the origin universe. Um, I, so, it's either, yeah, it's that, and, I don't know if it's really the, uh, the novels, um, but I think it's, it's definitely within that universe of Gundam, the origin. Um, but yeah, it's, that was a really good, that was a really good, all I can really say is a really good film, but I, until you watch it, we can definitely dive into it more. And I'll have to get a, give it a rewatch. Um, but I mean, even like when I saw that episode, like I had to see it fan. The only way to see it fan sub, you know, a way to see it in America is fan subbed. But even when I right. watched it, I was like, you know, the, the the actual core and like the plot and the um, you know, the story of that episode is really solid. It's a really good episode. It was just like it's so you know, it was animated horribly because Yaz was out of commission. And they made skinny Zaku, and, you know, the animation looked terrible, and, you know, Tomita's so, like, disappointed with it. But in terms of, like, the core, you know, uh, I mean, like, at its core, for an episode, it's actually really, I mean, it's a, I was like, I thought it was a really good episode in terms of storytelling. Yeah, yeah I always disliked that they made this choice to not localize that episode in America. Yeah. Because it's it's really not that bad i mean yes it's got like outdated poor quality animation but i mean there's there's a lot of animation errors if you're watching a cartoon from the 70s it's it's not worse than any of the other crap that was during on cartoon network at at that same time period they were still airing like the 70s scooby-doo or whatever where hanna-barbera makes animation errors and you know like it's 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 not like this was something that kids would have like seen on cartoon network and being like this is the worst animation I've ever seen. I'm, I'm gonna write. Yeah, I, I'm gonna like write a letter to how and show how angrily I am to Bandai release a horribly animated show for Gundam. This is serious business, you know. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, oh, really. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah. So the news for me is I'm officially an uncle, and so we had, uh, we stayed at an Airbnb that was like about. 10, depending on traffic, 10, 15 minutes up the road from the convention center, which really isn't that, it wasn't that bad. It was basically a straight shot because the convention center is right next to the Brave Stadium, um, which actually Sunday, it was me, my buddy John, and a handful of other people um, that are part of the editing community. We all went to a, uh, like this restaurant, like right next to the Brave Stadium. And so like you have this big walkway to the Brave Stadium with like all these restaurants and shops, you know, obviously that's where the money's at. And um, the food there was really good. So I, I, I think it was like Yard House or something. I'd, ha- I'd definitely recommend it for anybody up in that area. Um, 
but yeah, let me think. So Thursday it was um, I got there and so they had the uh, you know I had the dinner with some. There was the annual editors dinner thing. Um, did that. My buddy John and I got there a little bit early or later. Um, actually, so my friend John actually had um, he's got sort of like ankle issues since he's an older guy, but um, he was able to get around pretty well. Uh, during the whole time of the con, so I crats to him. So I was, I had to kind of go at his pace a little bit, but I did get a handicap sticker, which got us first basically in line to the uh, dealer's room, and or not the dealer's room, but the uh, they had a super happy fun sale, which is like basically a thrift store um, or yard sale, like at the convention for three hours. So we got in there first to get some really good stuff. I was on the hunt for Metal Gear Solid Play Arts figures, and I didn't find any there. But I did pick up a couple of DVDs. Uh, I did pick up some VHS tapes from uh, uh, somebody that I've known online for a few years. Uh, his name's Ryan Jones, but he goes by Black Taku. And he does a lot of, um, he's on Twitter. Um, he's part of that anti Twitter group. But um, he's he had a, like a whole area of like just tapes he's trying to get rid of. And I'm like, yeah, I need to do that with my stuff too. <laughs> um, so what I, kind of stuff did you get on VHS and DVD there? So I did take a photo of it. I'll put that in show notes. But I'm looking at it now. Um, I did get this on VHS that night. And then in the dealer's room the next day, or no, it was Saturday. I, I went ahead and got it on DVD. was 801 TTS Airbats, which is like an anime about like, uh, it's, an, it's made in the 90s, like 94 or something. Where like, it's girls that are part of like a, a, a tactical training fighter squad. And um, I had since I watch it on since I have it on DVD. It's seven episode OVA. That's definitely I've enjoyed watching it. It's um it's really fun, but it's basically about this guy that's like a mechanic that joins up with his unit, and it's all you know all females except for the captain, and they have a mascot which is like a big like bat or something, what they call it an air bat, which I guess is a made up animal for the show. But it's like this guy comes in there, and just imagine it's a show where the male protagonist is there to solve all the women uh, cruel and like personality issues. So like you know, you know, basically with women, they have like you know if they're in their, in an area together, they're gonna have like all these cliques and like hate each other and have like you know like just you know nap at each, you know nip at each other or whatever. And this guy's job is basically to go in there and be like. Well, now, hang on. We need to all get along. You guys are so great and talented. You know, you're so cool. And because of that, they fall in love with him. So, <laughs> um, hey, I gotta, let me hook up my laptop real quick. Uh, I thought I hooked it up with the power, so, um, hold oh, on. you're about to run out of power or something? Yeah, I, I just realized I looked at my laptop and I looked where the power cord's at, and I'm like, yeah, I need to hook this up. Hold up. Yeah, I just had to install a new, uh, battery on my laptop because it was getting to the point where my laptop would just shut off if it got below like 80% power or something. I think I'm down to like 10. Battery in there. Yeah. But now it seems to have much longer battery life now that I've got a new one in there. Oh, nice. How long have you had your laptop for? Uh, Well, this is one we got like a couple of years ago. Okay. I have another one that's older, but, uh, yeah. you know, it had battery problems, too, and now it won't work at all unless it's plugged into the wall. Oh, man. And it's not even worth getting a new battery on that one because it's, like, it's such an old model that, it's, you know, a computer gets to a certain age and they can't even mm-hmm. connect to most websites these days. Yeah. Because they have, like, 
you'll get these weird errors, like it'll say it can't verify the date on your computer or something. <laughs> and even if you have the right date on the computer, you know, it's some some strange thing like that will happen, and then you won't be able to get on there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of older tech is just getting, you know, phased out as things go on. Yeah. Anyways, you're asking about the stuff I got. Um, let me actually pull, right. let me pull it up on a photo real quick because I did post it in general chat here. So just give me a minute. Well, wait, I should be able to do a search for like media or something. Or hold on. Uh, shoot. Isn't there a way to look up like stuff I uploaded or files? Hold on. Let me let me type. Mm, you might. Yeah, I don't know. Hold on, I think I can. Uh, let me see. Do you have the picture saved on your phone or anything? I do. Yeah, I was just—I figured I can just look at the chat real quick. All right, we got a new types meme. Yeah, because I was—I mean, yeah, I—I I completely like—I didn't really take that many photos when I was at the con. Oh, perfect! Here it is. I found it. So stuff I found along with this other uh, so along with um, 801 TTS airbats I got um, a volume one tape of Legend of Galactic Heroes from like the the 80s version. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. I have two Cadillacs and dinosaurs on VHS, so that's four episodes of Cadillacs and dinosaurs. I think one of these tapes I already own, maybe. Oh. Um, yeah, I, these are shows I've been meaning to watch, but yeah. it's for a long time. <laughs> I, I had like one of them I found at like a local Goodwill like a couple years ago, and I was like, "This is a really cool show." So um, maybe they only made was four tapes or two tapes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up a Gundam tactical game. I, it's, I think it's Garen's Greed or Garen's Ambition for the PS2. I picked up that um, a Hokuto no Ken game. For the uh, Game Boy. Oh, my cat's in here. I need to let her out. Hold on. Yes. I didn't realize you were sleeping under my bed, Princess. There you go. Yeah, my cat likes to come under my bed, and I have the door shut so my folks can't hear me. But no, they had, like, like on a whim, like a Fist the North Star fighting game, and I played it for five minutes, and it's not good. Um, the got, original Game Boy or Game Boy Advance? Original Game Boy, yeah. Wow, interesting. It's one of those, like, you have to hook up, you have to have this, and those, someone else has to have the same copy, and you hook up the, your two players, and you can fight against each other. Oh, with so, the link cable, like in yes, Pokemon? Yes, yeah. Okay. So it's a link-capable game. Um, I got, like, a little Gunbuster keychain, which is really cool. Um, also, at the Super Happy Fun Seal, I got um, the Funimation Initial D um, second in third stage collection and fourth stage. So now I have all of initial D domestically in my collection. Uh, I picked nice. up a, yeah, I picked up a, a volume 94 of super Euro beat. So I wanted to get one of those. Um, and then one of the things I got was, um, or two of them was at the discotheque booth. I picked up angel cop. No, I picked up cyber city. Oedo at the discotheque booth. And at the other booth with Otaku Joe, since he was there, I traded in a bunch of stuff that I was trying to sell on eBay and I just couldn't. So I was just like, I want to just trade in stuff and, and get something I really want. But I picked up Angel Cop, the the Steelbook remastered version, and uh, 801 TTS Airbats on DVD uh, because it's such an out-of-print DVD. So I was like, you know, I can, I can leave out of here with, like, you know, trading this heavy box full of crap with, like, two thing, two or three things. And so I've been, yeah, I'm, I'm three episodes into Airbats. 
Oh, I got to we got to review this show because one episode, I think it's actually on YouTube if you want to watch it. You got to watch an English dub because there's a girl in there with pink hair and every time she talks, I am laughing my head off because oh my gosh, it's hard to describe. It's like she's trying to talk southern but then has like a, a New York accent and it's like and it talks high-pitched valley girl and like really fast. It, you have to oh. you have to you have to see it to believe it. I'm I'm thinking now about that. I think maybe you posted it. There was a clip from a uh, foreign dub of Card Captors, where there's this girl with the extremely high pitched voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's something like, yeah, it's it's something you know? like that. I swear, that's a good example. Yeah, that was <laughs> that's from like one of the Spanish dubs for Card Captors, and like that's the version yeah. I want to watch. <laughs> I, I recently watched the the old Canadian dub and. Yeah, I can see why people hate that <laughs> that dub because they did they, they they really made a lot of weird changes to it. Like they tried to remove all aspects of like romance from it. Yeah. Um, but I can see why they did that because some of the romance in Card Captors is just fucked up. Like uh, one of the girls is like dating the teacher and then marries the teacher at the end of the show, and shit. Oh, it's yeah. just like what is wrong with Japan? <laughs> <laughs> If she's old enough. If she's thirteen, she's old enough for me. I mean, <laughs> I think it might even be the girl with the high pitched voice that is the one who's hot for t-shirts. Oh man, <laughs> she's got it bad, so bad. She's hot for teacher. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Old Van Halen classic. Uh, well, well none of tried to make it like she's afraid of the teacher instead, which is oh, even weirder. Oh man, well, I'll tell you the big thing I got, and then literally it's a big thing, and it's sitting on my shelf. Is I found a, a fully functional Zaku head that you can I can put on my head, and literally nearly all my con money went towards that. It was a stupid impulse buy that I really don't regret making, but I think I'm gonna I need to sell my Mandalorian helmet to compensate some of the cost for that, <laughs> so I didn't feel like I lost out too much. Um, but you like also I got, have that Ava popcorn bucket thing that you wear on the head too. Is no, that's the right size. No, it's you can't wear that. No, it's too small. It's okay. yeah, it's uh the Ava popcorn head is is sitting on my Ava, my shelf with all my Ava figures and stuff. Um so yeah, that was oh, but other than that, that but I will say the Gundam head is really cool. However, the other cool thing I walked out of there for free with on Sunday when they were cleaning up and I found it in the trash because they're throwing everything out is a Anime Week in Atlanta official line starts here sign. So I have a sign that says line starts here that they were throwing wow. out and I literally just t- took it out of the trash and um I had it under my arm and like I like I was helping like one of the staff people like move tables inside like one of the rooms and he said nothing to me cuz I'm like it's in the freaking trash bin like come on you don't really care what happens to this thing so I I I took that home with me <laughs> so it's sitting in my room Are right you... now so with the Zaku helmet you need to uh reenact that episode of Double Zeta Gundam with the Zaku Gundam. You need to get like a Gundam body and combine that with that Zaku. Yes, I, I have the, thought uh, now Zaku I have Gundam. okay look I have thought of that. And then there's also I can reenact skinny Zaku from the uh the Kukuru's doing episode. So I could just <laughs> I can get really skinny, dress in green, have like big of like big shoulder pads. And like just and it'd be skinny Zaku for a con. It's that or the I can be the Zaku head on the Zeta Gundam. That now the Zaku head on the Zeta Gundam would actually be a whole lot better to do. Because people who've seen Double Zeta will get that joke. And they would understand yeah. it. Yeah. 
that, that reminds me, there was some guy who was like arguing on Twitter that Gundam was, was always about gritty realism, and then people were I responding that, yeah. with all these ridiculous Gundam designs, like the windmill Gundam. Yeah, it was like, oh, Gundam realism, he says, but what about Gundam windmill Gundam? Yeah, tell me how <laughs> realistic that is. Realistic combat tactics with a windmill Gundam. Gundam is serious no, business. Probably... No, it's not. He probably was a UC purist who thinks that G Gundam is too campy or something. Oh but, my gosh. Um, well, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. So, um, there's a guy that, uh, buddy of mine who's doing a, uh, a watch group once a week for all the new anime that's coming out. So we're doing a watch group for like, uh, the new Gundam series, Witch of Mer- Mercury. And, um, we're that, it's that, um, uh, I saw the first couple episodes of the, uh, the Bleach remake or the, the Bleach stuff that they're putting out, the Thousand Year War stuff. Just okay. cause it's on. Um, animation looks really good. I mean, I couldn't tell you plot-wise what happens in Bleach because I didn't really keep up with it. Um, and there's also, like, Chainsaw Man to check that out. But Witcher Mercury is actually... So far, it's basically been, like, if you combine uh, your uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena to Gundam. That's how it is the first episode because people were like, wait a sec, this is just Utena with Gundam. And... Like there, because I guess people who've seen well, it, like I've never know, seen you, and, uh, and I, I haven't either. Sold my Blu-rays of the of it that Right Stuff sent us. <laughs> I still have mine, but I got rid of the Jujo Romantica stuff at the the trade-in for Cyber City and Eight Hundred One TTS Airbats. Because I yeah, those I, just, I never would never open up and I would never watch. I just sold Junjo and Utena because my understanding was they're both just like gay. <laughs> I don't know Utena. Utena, I'm gonna, but, uh, I want to give a chance eventually. I'm gonna, I like to at least like watch it and just to see, like just to say that I've seen it. Because dude, yeah. every year at this NAV competition, someone is making a Utena video. And granted, yeah, it's pretty gay, but there's some there's some really like nice looking like animation and scenes and stuff. And I'm like, you could I could do something pretty interesting with that if I just kind of watch the show or retell it in some way. I don't know, but, um... Generally, I can only tolerate this magical girl stuff if it's something I saw as a kid, like Sailor Moon or Cardcaptors. Yeah. And otherwise, I'm, like, not interested. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... I, I'm, I'm just kind of like... I'll, I'll check out Utena, and then I'll figure out what I want to do with those Blu-rays, I guess. So, I might... I might hold on to them. It couldn't hurt. Uh, but what I have been doing is I've actually been, like, ripping, like, my DVDs that I want to get rid of, and so I have, like, a copy of them. And I can just, um, and I can just sell the physical ones. And if I ever want to watch the show, like for my DVD rips, I can just go and watch those that way. So that that I way, I'm digitizing everything. Some, some anime on um, my spleen. It, it may have been VHS or DVD. I don't know. There were DVDs. Was like an, yeah, that some was sort of OVA. Yeah, like Princess Minerva was something that's like it's worth money. Might as well get rid of it. I might as well just watch it on my own. Like, and I can just rip it as a like a you know M4V file or something. So I just kind of posted that up on, on MySpace. And I got some more stuff I ripped, too, that I, I can post up there eventually. I've been thinking that... Uh, I, I don't know if the uh, Gundam English dub movies are on there or, or on the internet in general, like the full Oh, the Bandai movies. stuff one with Steve Blumish, Shar, and British Bright. I, I was ripping that. I ripped the first film, and I need to rip the other two because I have those on VHS, but I don't know if those are on MySplane yet. And I thought they were yeah, might have been on archive. Put them on there. I have them on VHS too, but I haven't watched them yet. Yeah, it's the thing is with those, those Gundam movies. It's a great way to like. It's a, I think it's a good way to like 
introduce the Gundam series to someone without watching the whole show. But mm-hmm. some parts of those movies are just a slog to get through. Like some, there's some parts of those films that it's just really slow to watch. Whereas if you watch the TV series, you can actually like, okay, you're breaking it up. Like, okay, you know, like I can take a break before it goes to the next episode or whatever. And like, I, I they're, they're, first of all, they're solid compilations, but like, I just realized like after about an hour or so watching them, I'm just like, I feel like I'm about to doze off. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I guess you can like watch part of it and then stop and then watch more. But yeah, the thing is, if you're capturing it, that's going to cause <laughs> inconvenience because you have to splice the files together. Yeah, I rather you just do it one one sitting and just I don't know play a game while it's going on or something. Um, yeah. Anyway, or so you I, can just if you fall asleep during it, you can watch the capture of the second half later. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um. Oh, I was thinking about the con. So, like, yeah, so in terms of what I... Yeah, so we stayed at an Airbnb. Going back to that, before all the stuff I bought and all that. Um, I did pick up some, an, like, anime magazines also um, from uh, the Super Happy Fun sale. I didn't get any photos of that. Um, but anyway, so, like, Friday I had um, basically, like, a spotlight, an editor spotlight, where I showed some videos of my stuff at the AMV. I did a lot of my stuff at the AMV room. Well, all my stuff at the AMV room this year. Um, and I got a free badge out of it, so I can't complain. Um, but I did have like a bit of an editor spotlight where I talked 20 minutes about my stuff. Um, I did a panel on AMV trailers since that's what I usually make. Uh, so what I did with that is I, um, had sort of a way to show like the original trailer and then show like the, the trailer, like an editor made to kind of give a comparison. Like, well, you know, let's, you know, like we can kind of look at like you watch the original trailer and it's, let's see what will go with it, and you can kind of get a feel like what was the editor trying to do in terms of like doing an adaptation. What are they? What scenes would have worked here and there, and such and such. So I had like a really good number of films that I, I had. Like, well, first I started out with mine with the Fistful of Dollars and the Bebop one. Um, and I did one. There's a guy that did a trailer to Cowboy Bebop and the Die Hard trailer. Um, someone did a really really good one to the first Alien trailer and Lily Cat. Which Lily Cat is basically an anime ripoff of Alien, and probably I've the best. I haven't seen it yet, but the trailer is incredibly good. Like that took me by surprise at how well it was. Like when I and that thing is like probably about twenty years old now. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is really good. And I just dug it up on well, the. That, that anime is music like videos. forty years old, isn't it, or thirty? Years uh, old. it's like it's like it's old, it's okay. over forty now. Um, came out yeah. in seventy nine, but um. It was that. Same years, Alien. They, they turned it out quick. Well, wait, hold on. Well, I mean, like, uh, I mean, Star Wars is 77 and Alien came out in 79. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, uh, I mean, Lily Cat. What year oh, was that? That was in the 80s. Like, mid 80s, okay. I think. Yeah. So they had, they had, they, yeah. It made an impression to, like, for them to make an alien ripoff. I think that must have been like a CPM or Media Blasters. One of these companies had licensed it at one I point. I think it was. It might have been CPM that put it out originally. I mean, Discotech has it out now, or I think they might still have the license to it. So I saw Lily Cat. They really DVD are selling it on licensing everything. Discotech, dude. I mean, old. dude. Yes. Well, first of all, they're they're licensing the Go live action Go Go Thirteen movie we reviewed last year for Halloween. I would have never thought that would ever get a license. Like, yeah. heck yeah, I'm picking that up. That's a good film. 
I just hope we get the Iranian. I, I hope we get the Iranian dub with it because I want to watch it in Iranian. <laughs> oh, do they have the foreign language dubs? I hope they have a foreign language dub for it instead because they dubbed over in Japanese. Obviously, when we're watching it, because you can tell the lip the lip sync and the voice the Japanese voices were not like lining up, and it looked pretty hilarious when, we were, when I was watching it, at least for a second time. Right. Um, but I, if there's an like an Iranian like like track to it, I hope they put it on this release because I, I would definitely watch that. Um. Anyways, so um, there was a other handful. Like, well, I, when I ended the the best thing to end the trailer panel was so the guy who runs um, no, he goes by Vegito EX, but he runs like a Dragon Ball Z fan site. Um. I think it's Kenzenshu or whatever. Yeah, that brings me back. That guy, yeah. I think he's he's been on the internet as a DBZ fan for like 20 years or more. More than 20 years. He did like a website called like, what was it, Temple of Trunks or something. I think that's like where him and his I, wife I, I got. Think, I think it might have been DBZ SC, the Dragon Ball Z Saiyan Chronicles or something. I don't know. You're probably there, right. There, there were so many of them back in the day, and I don't remember yeah. who was involved in what exactly, but I know that name. Yeah, yeah. Well, so like... However long ago it was, like probably twenty years ago, he took you. You, you obviously you know, like we watch. You've been we've grown up watching C Lab twenty twenty one. Do you remember the episode they made the fake trailer to Ten Fins? We're like, <laughs> yeah. So he took that trailer and put it into Neon Genesis Evangelion. And within <laughs> the past year, I now found out about it, and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And that's how I entered that panel. I was like. I wish I knew this existed about 20 years ago. <laughs> this dude has been making AMVs since like the 90s, the early 2000s. Yeah, I think early I think 2000s. Was the first AMVs I ever saw were by this guy. I I think I probably did too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He, I he had took no idea a, he was still involved in this. Well, he got back. He put in a submission for something. He actually submitted something for the accolades contest recently. He did like a history of Bardock. And he threw that together and put it in the contest. It, it seemed like it wasn't really finished, but like it, I feel like it was still pretty good. But he also mm. submitted something. F- I think he's getting back into AMVs after taking like a ten-year hiatus, which I know how that okay. is because I did the same thing. Um, but he also, I, I just re- remember I used to go to Dragon Ball Z Saiyan Chronicles and I would read these like rumors about the live-action movie or whatever, <laughs> and they'd have their their music videos and they yeah. have their weird little fan comics and yeah yeah that was that was the days of Dragon Ball Z fandom of the early 2000s <laughs> that one was incredibly hardcore and you were just taking anything you can get <laughs> yeah but but yeah he made a video like a Dragon Ball Z video uh for Otakon um this actually this past summer so he submitted something for that so nice. he, it sounds like he's getting back into it so I, I hope he's making more stuff but um yeah, I just, I just like this, the, the Tin Fins trailer. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is like the, I have to, I have to definitely put it in the chat. Um, and let, and let, just remind me to share it with you later. But, um, it, it's, it's a, it's an amazing piece of work. And it, to my, by far, there's no trailer that's going to ever top that. Um, yeah. but so there was, so that's how I had ended my panel right there. And then, um, at, uh, at seven, right before we did, uh, another segment, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I did one on heavy metal music, uh, AMVs. So I got to showcase a couple of the stuff I made and then a bunch of other stuff with, um, let me think. There was some, like, I was just looking at bands that I knew that probably nobody else would probably know. So like I had some, I had, um, 
one of my Megadeth videos on there, the Bubblegum Crisis. I have I had a two um, Motorhead songs. I had two Judas Priest songs, Twisted Sister. Uh, some other bands I just came across recently, and even these videos I found. One was to a band called to a video to a, a band called Icon, and another one was to another one called King Cobra. And um, I think actually it was interesting because like Sunday there was a uh, like a request thing, and someone requested like one of the um, uh, Quiet Riot songs I played in my panel to be played uh, during the Overflow thing. I was like, oh, cool. They must have been there for my heavy metal panel. I wanted to see the video again. And, um, oh, nice. Yeah, but, but what was interesting was the uh, I ended the, that panel with um, someone recorded at a Rob Zombie concert. I, my, the thing was, like, you met, I was like, hey, guys, wouldn't it be cool if, like, you made a song to, you know, to your favorite band or whatever, but, like, save the band, like, came and, like, performed that song to your AMV. And I was like, well, if you're Rob Zombie and you don't care about copyright, you can do the exact same thing. And someone on YouTube actually has like a, it's like a phone recording probably from a, a decade ago, where he's playing the uh, Supercharger Heaven, which is basically this song where he's like, Devil Man, Devil Man. And he's got Devil Man playing on like three LCD screens. So he made up his own AMV to play to that song to play at his own concert. <laughs> So he combined like the Devilman OVA or the old TV the the show over or the Devilman OVA to the song Devilman at his concert, and somebody had like video well, footage of it. Awesome. Yeah, I came across that on YouTube, but I was like, well, if I'm doing this panel, that's the last thing I'm going to end it on. And um, so, anyways, so right after that, the, um, what came up next was uh, what we called any memes, and any memes is part of the series of videos that it's like anime hell. Because anime hell, where anime hell has failed, which is basically just another version of anime hell, um, where we take clips and do funny stuff with it. So I made a bunch of stuff for that over the past year, actually probably more than the past year, because I made some videos to um, uh, for anime hell that never materialized last year when one guy was going to say he was going to do it and never did. And um, anyways, so. I submitted, uh, for, you, you might be surprised. Hopefully we get some traction on our podcast because of this. Because I used one of our podcast promos as an AMV and people really liked it. <laughs> this, what, the ones we made for Tune Radio like 10 years ago? No, the ones we did for our podcast. So I took the one, our promo for Dragon Ball Z where we made fun of it. Where you're like, right, Dragon Ball Z has a reputation of nothing happening for an entire episode. And then I just spliced over like the the scene where I made fun of, like Vegeta, I'm uh, not Vegeta, but Frieza like powering up and Goku standing there. I'll oh. show. I'm gonna show you the video. I'll, remind me to show oh, you the yeah, video. I, I remember this. Uh, I was like, I was reiterating what had happened on Kai on Tsunami the previous night or something. And it, yeah, because I came, I came. Ninety one percent power, ninety two percent power. <laughs> King it, Kai, yeah. Goku, take him out! No, I don't want him to be powerful. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, so people actually, I made an AMV to that, just to like, I, I wanted to use the clip, um, and so people really liked <laughs> it. So, hopefully somebody, we might, we might get some traction out of that, because, um. That's funny. Yeah, so I, cause it was just like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna use some of our clips. I got some good stuff here, and I think Dragon Ball Z would be pretty good to use. Um, especially since we're making fun of it. <laughs> yeah, everyone but, knows Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, we we all know we can make fun of it by now, but how ridiculously long an episode can be. Like, somebody powering up for ten episodes straight. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's the reputation Dragon's Ball Z does have. 
Yeah, nothing literally happens in an entire episode, but Goku and Frieza standing around. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and there's like a lot of episodes like that. I mean, the Captain Ginyu saga has an episode like that where it's just Goku powering up. Freaking Boo had several of those. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Captain Ginyu! (laughs) Power levels reach one hundred (laughs) twenty-three (laughs) thousand. Yes! I'm more powerful than Goku now! <laughs> Somehow he does his voice. <laughs> oh. We, we could just, we could basically do our own parody, Dragon Ball Z Bridge parodies, and just come up with the crappiest voices. You actually did a pretty good Jason impersonation, I have to say. <laughs> I, I remember I used to always impersonate him as a kid because I thought his voice sounded so ridiculous. It's just like a bad Australian impression. Oh, crikey, his power, his power rating's going up like a kangaroo, mate! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, man, that, that, that'd that be our, like, our, our, our next project. If this, you know, we just make our own abridged series and we just make fun of like we we don't rewrite the show. We just take the lines and just make fun of it in our own accent. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I remember there was a there was a very popular Dragon Ball Z Bridge series, but it ended it after the Cell games, I think, and they never did the Boo saga. Mm. And, and I haven't really seen much of that compared to like Yu Gi Oh Bridge, which is the one I've seen all of. Yeah, but I know a lot of people have really loved that Dragon Ball Z Bridge. I don't know why they ended it. Oh, I didn't know they were. I didn't know they stopped. I, I know they were still making stuff, or they had a hiatus or something. I didn't know they stopped at the Cell Games. Mm, maybe they came back to it at some point. I don't know. I, last I heard, they had stopped after the Cell Games. Oh, I gotcha. But they all got major, solid work in his voice actors from it, and that spites all the professional people that do voice acting. And they all for people to do that in order to get a job in a voice acting, it required other voice actors to hate them. Well, Toei hates those people. I remember there was this that big chip show where they they got uh, Funimation got the Team Four Star people in to the studio to dub the um, the Soul Games reenactment in the uh, the World Tournament Saga yeah, yeah. in Kai, and uh, they used a clip of their performance in uh, in Toonami uh, Toonami's promo for that episode. Right, and uh, somebody. I think it may have even been Jacob T. Pascal sent the sent the clip of this this tsunami ad to uh, Toei in Japan, and Toei it was like furious, and they forced Funimation to uh, redub the scene so that it would not have Team Four Star voices because to- Toei does not like the idea of somebody abridging their show. They're always using copyright strikes and trying to get DBZ abridged taken down and stuff. You know, they're the people. They're, like, they're the people that would good. ruin their own series, and they do that pretty well with Dragon Ball Z. Um, but Jacob T. Pascal is a freaking narc. F that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not even well, a guy. He's not know. a guy now anymore. <laughs> I don't know if he's even alive anymore. You know, I mean, he's gone transgendered, so his time is probably like limited before he commits suicide. Mm, fair. I mean, as dark as that is, I mean, there's like a fifty percent chance they will yeah, have killed himself. It's it's that's a whole other discussion in terms of like. You know the, the safety and well-being of the mental health of the trans community, but yet the people that are doing that and it's me- it's doing something mentally to them to change how they've grown up to something else that their body is not designed for, and I, I, that's that's a whole other conversation that 
We might get through in closing remarks. I don't know. But anyways. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. But, shoot. Yeah, Team Four Star or whatever. Um, <laughs> these tangents we go on. Anyways, so, yeah. we had our, I had a <laughs> podcast promo on there. And um, I did some other videos to a, a bunch of other stuff, too. I'll have to, I'll have to make a compilation. Some people are taking their videos and making a compilation and putting them on YouTube. Um, I did do one... It didn't get accepted fully, but there, we had like a section where the videos that got rejected were also played. And, um, I did one where I combined Aqua Teen Hunger Force to Evangelion, where I spliced in or masked in, um, Carl trying to sell, um, uh, you know, the episode where he's trying to sell his house to Zanzing and he keeps, and he's got the issue with like the elfin blood. Yeah. So I spliced like part of that episode into an episode of Evangelion where like it making it sound like Carl's trying to sell nerve to Danzing. <laughs> the cybernetic I have the cybernetic robot from Christmas past voicing the Ava Unit One. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I, I worked on this like earlier this year or over the summer, I don't even know. But uh there's some stuff I worked on like a year and a half ago that I just submitted to this. And uh, another one was like Another dumb one that didn't get accepted was um I wanted to be like it just kind of came to me like you know what if I just like spliced like you know when Shinji's listening to headphones and it's like Japanese pop music or whatever what if he's listening to like 90s hip hop and so like I basically just have these scenes where he's sitting in bed and he's listening to like NWA or like Eazy-E and like I'm in I'm in the theater just watching this and I just start laughing like I can't believe this is playing and the people in the theater are like, are you freaking serious? <laughs> like, <laughs> Ava's been combined with everything now. See, uh, well, what was it? Like, music. there was the meme going around where, like, freaking, uh, Shinji was in the car with NWA and Ice Cube, like, in, like, Boys in the Hood or something. So I just figured, I just kind of called, like, Thug Shinji listens to hip hop or something like that. Um, I, I did. I'll have to. I'll have to combine all this together and then put it up on obviously the show notes and show you the crazy stuff I work on, which is it explains why we haven't put out many podcasts this whole year. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't do a, a Halloween one, but I'm thinking that uh, you know tomorrow we're probably gonna on the MySplain server stream the uh, the Kiss movie. I think that would be a hilarious podcast, a hilarious movie to review for. Uh, like a belated Halloween episode. We could do that, yeah. Have we, you ever heard we, of that? The Kiss made for TV movie from the seventies? No. It, it it's gonna be bad. Okay. Uh, just, I'm, like, I should be, be home. I should be in home in time to watch this. Yeah, it's like Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park or something like that, and it's like it's made by Hanna Barbera, but it's live action. Oh my And the gosh. Kiss guys are like. I think they've like turned into superheroes or something, and one of one of the Kiss guys was like so annoyed by it that they just had to like redub all of his his lines because he half asked them so much. Oh, this uh, was this uploaded on MySpace recently? I haven't checked that site in like two weeks, man. Yeah, yeah, a guy named Max. He said his his mother borrowed this uh, a oh VHS recording of it. Uh, in the seventies, and then and never returned it. And now he's just digitized the recording and uploaded on the Halloween night. Hold, hold on. Yeah, this is gonna be good. Oh shoot! Or really, really bad. <laughs> I, I gotta figure out my password to get into my spline. Hang on. 
Are you gonna take it? Yes. I'm sure. I'm sure Daft will download it and stream it for us. Hold but because uh, we discussed it last week, I'm gonna type "kiss." Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. Okay, this came out Halloween That's it. with original yep. commercials. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm. I'm. I gotta watch this now. Holy crap! They made, <laughs> it, they made this in '78. Wow. Yes. This is going to be a, a, an experience. I'll say that. All right, well, if I can't make it, I at least have a copy of it. So that actually, right. I, I got to go through this whole site at some point. I, I, I've been looking for this thing for for ages, but it, no one ever uploads it on YouTube. I think probably Kiss was like embarrassed by it and copyright strikes it. I mean, oh yeah, they, they have like the one guy it. doing social media for um um whatever the main guy is for Kiss. I can't think of his name. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Yeah, they're just like you can't. If you let me know when someone uploads Kiss Meets the Phantom in the Park, we want to take that shit down right now. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Anyways, I so. think he was he was like hardcore against um, you know music piracy like Napster and all that back in the day. Yeah. It was like him and and Metallica were the ones I think that that were like suing Napster because people were downloading all their music on there. Illegally. Yeah, and now and now everything's downloadable, and they still make money. They're still rich. So what? Yeah, <laughs> they, nothing. Nothing has been damaged, or no financial setback has been made. They I, have so many ways of making money outside of their music. Like they literally make Kiss caskets, so like you can be buried in like a Kiss themed coffin. And it, and it's like covered with their logo and shit, and it, like they make kiss everything. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. like merchandise out the ass. Like I'm sure they're doing fine financially. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but they, but even knowing that, they still don't put this movie out on DVD to like profit from it. That's like how embarrassed they are by it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, they could be selling this thing for like thirty bucks on their website. And people and will buy like, it. We don't want anyone Fans are crazy. They're gonna they'll spend thirty dollars on this Kiss movie. It doesn't matter how bad it is. And then people yeah. are, like the, the, you know the shock jocks online, or, you know, on these like rock stations are gonna like give commentary about it and like talk about it and even promote it more. <laughs> this is like their version of the holiday special, the George Lucas. Uh, yeah, the holiday, Star Wars yeah, Star Wars holidays. Yeah. yeah, where you can only get it bootlegged and and like they just don't want anyone seeing it. It may even be from the same year as that. It wasn't that '78 as well. I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's like peak bad TV special. Nice. 1978. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways, going back to the con. Um, anyways, I'll have to show you like my entries for anime memes. You might pretty much like it, but um, I'm just thinking. But Saturday, I got to dress up as um. So I I went to, I I done pretty well on this diet. I've lost like 30 pounds since like the summer and last week I'm still trying to get back into doing it. Like my diet was ruined last week, but um I was able to fit into this Vasha Stampede jacket I bought. So I can try to so I was I got talked into doing it for the con cuz someone else was like I'm going to do Vash Va, you know Vat or not Vash but uh Wolfwood. And I was like okay fine. So I invested in like this, you know, Vash water gun and the jacket and some like you know crappy sunglasses, and this guy's like, "Well, I'm not doing Wolfwood." I was like, "Well, I'm already you know over a hundred dollars invested in this. I might as well just go ahead and, and and finish it out and do my Vash, you know, my Vash cosplay for the con." 
So I got like a whole lot of attention from that. Um, like people wanted photos with me and stuff. So I might be floating around somewhere on some social media platform as Vash um, or a Facebook you, or something like that. You should have been yelling at them like, cosplay is not consent. You're not allowed to take pictures of me. <laughs> you know I'm not going to do that. I mean, I don't. I didn't even <laughs> care half the time. I was like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. I heard that this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stop people if they're going to go take a dump to go take a photo because that's more important than taking a dump or something. Um, anyways, so... Um, I did I did that Saturday. Um and Saturday I was just kind of like just kind of sort of just doing whatever um oh man, I'm thinking. Um I I did hit up the dealer's room more and I think I spent probably all my money of like Friday when I was in there cuz I got the Gundam the Zaku helmet. And the guy made a gun actual Gundam helmet, but when he put it on you couldn't really see out of it. So I was like, I really like the Gundam helmet. But the Zaku helmet is really cool, and I'm just going to take that because it's cheaper. Um, but anyways, I went to Chaco Joe's, and I traded my, my this big bin of, like, box of stuff just to get it out of my possession and get rid of things. And then it got, like, you know, uh, Angel Cop and 801 TTS. Um, I got, like, a Judas Priest patch for I can put on my jacket, my con jacket. I got a lot of comments on my con jacket. Like, the, the patch store, I went up there Sunday to get something for my brother, and uh, these two girls stopped me, and they're like, "Hey, um, because they're like they assumed I worked there because I have all these patches on me, obviously." And they're like, "Hey, we need help finding something." I was just like, "You know, I don't work here, right?" Like, "Oh, uh, we thought you worked here." I'm like, "I know because of all the flair that I have on. I understand." <laughs> and they're like, "We want to, we want to, we want to make something like you have." So I had a lot of people like kind of stop me and admire my jacket and everything. So. That's kind of like my my thing where I go to cons and I wear the anime jacket and people know who I am. They'll know me. They'll know me more from my jacket than actually probably me. Um. Anyways, but uh, that was really fun. Uh, I walked through Artist Alley once. I got like a Zeta Gundam pen that an artist made, so that's on my jacket. Um. Oh my gosh, I did hit up the arcade room and played like. Two matches of Initial D. That was all the time I had in the arcade before I had to go and do something else. Um, oh my gosh. Thinking. Ah. <laughs> like, Friday, yeah, Saturday was just kind of ma- basically sort of this big, I mean, blur. I mean, we had the AMV comp- contest. Um, so I got back in time to do that. And then after that, I went to Dave Merrill's uh, uh, room party. And, uh, so Ryan Jones was there, uh, so Daryl and, uh, Gerald show up and, uh, you know, I was just hanging out with Dave and talking and then, um, yeah, uh, Darius and Lloyd was there. Lloyd Carter was one of the founders of Anime Week in Atlanta and Darius Washington does a bunch of video stuff and he's on staff too. Uh, they're both really, really cool people. And, um. It turned out like I, I, everyone else was leaving about like once twelve o'clock hit it like the crowd in there started like kind of dwindling off. Everyone went to their hotel room, so then it was like me, my buddy John, Dave, and then this other couple that were there, and they're just sharing like old con war stories and other stuff. And I, I realized that like I was listening, and then like twelve thirty started hit, hitting, and it's just like oh man, I'm I'm beat. I'm like, I'm gonna try to stay up as much as I can. I remember getting really comfy in one of the chairs and just passing out. And I kept waking up. I kept dozing off and on for like a while. And the next thing I knew is I woke up to the sound of Dave going, "All right, Dustin's passing out my chair. Y'all need to go home right now." 
We need to, we need to, we need to, I need to kick you guys out. And the next thing I know, it was like 2.40 in the morning. I was like, oh my gosh, we got to go. <laughs> How like, many hours were you asleep there? I, maybe. You mentioned 12.30 and then 2.40, you were asleep for two hours or something? I, I, I was dozing off and on for like two hours and, and, and like in the chair. I didn't even realize it. I was just, I was out. It was hitting yeah. me. So like, and then we finally, me and my, John finally left the con at like almost 3.30 in the morning. Cause it, you know, he's slow cause he's got, you know, ankle, uh, he's got his messed up ankle or whatever. And, um, and then he runs into these people that were like former Navy cause one of the, one of them was a deep sea diver. The other one worked as a, uh, worked on a submarine, uh, doing, uh, or on the fusion reactor, which is the same job he did. So like, this is a guy that like, if you give him a moment to talk, he will not shut up. <laughs> um, and I was just like, and eventually I was just like, John, um, Dude, we gotta get to the car. They're gonna tow us in like 15 minutes. It's like, oh, right, wait, when are you getting going? You know, um, I don't think I went to bed till like 4 a.m. Saturday night. And uh, I will say this, like, so once once the um, like pretty much like once the raves start happening at the con at night, and like a lot of the party people come up, there's a lot less clothing on women. <laughs> like there was some outfits. I was just like, I'm half asleep looking at this, and I'm like. Hot damn! <laughs> like, I was just like, I hope I get a wife that wants to wear that for me someday. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of women are going to these rapes to hook up and whatnot. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, apparently there was a lot of. Um, somebody left a comment. Uh, one of the editors was just like, he noticed like several people like getting sick and puking everywhere because the amount of alcohol that was just being dispersed like crazy. So, and the thing is with this place is that there's like, I remember like in the past couple of years I've noticed where there's like all these little like alcohol kiosks, like people can like go up, show their ID and get booze or whatever and pay for it on the spot. And, um, so there's a whole lot of like alcohol going around and supposedly, um, this guy said that, um, according to him that he saw some people just get alcohol without really being carded. So who knows if they're actually selling alcohol to minors or whatever. I don't know, but I didn't really pay attention to the whole, all of that. I was just kind of doing my own thing, but he was just like, yeah, I just saw people like sick, hung over trash cans, puking their guts out. And I was just like, I'm glad I didn't see any of that. Like, see, so he said like some of the, some of the bathrooms they went to, you couldn't go in because of just like everyone puking everywhere. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. That's pretty gross. Yeah. I, I will say this, like, um, getting a drink at one of the bars down there, I did it the first year I was there, and I definitely got something in my drink. They slipped me something, because, like, I have never felt that way, no matter how much alcohol I drink, where it would hit me like a brick. And I'm like, they they put something in this. They liced it with something. And it did not go away until probably the, towards the end of the next day. Like... Yeah, because I fell asleep with that, and I woke up, and I still felt the same way. I was like, I got my drink drugged. I'm going to never order alcohol from that place. But um, it was probably just a lot of that a lot of that going around, too, so I I don't know. But um, anyway, so like, yeah. Some Sunday, female cosplayer was trying to date rape you with the drug. <laughs> no, I did run into one girl that worked at a, uh, at a maid cafe, and she was just like, it's 3 in the morning. I don't have to do anything tomorrow. I'm just going to get drunk. I don't give a fuck. You know, like. And, um, she was completely blitzed, obviously, trying to, trying to talk to me and ask me about my, my jackets and stuff. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, and speaking of girls, I did get a girl's number at the con. Um, we were at a, me and my buddy John were sitting down eating and this girl and I, she was with her friend and her friend was talking to my buddy John. 
and because um, he likes to talk to everybody. And so me and this girl were talking, and so she's like into like you know metal, and uh, she had like a, this like sort of metal looking Sailor Mercury outfit kind of going on. And uh, she was really nerdy, really cute, really sweet. And after, like, you know, I was like, hey, I got to get to a panel, but let me get your number. I like to keep talking to you. So we've been kind of texting back and forth. So it's been it's been nice. Um, hopefully they go somewhere. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I did get I did get I did get a girl's number there. So that was really nice. Uh, and in terms of Sunday, um, we got to the con. I got to the con about like twelve thirty and made it in time for. Uh, Daryl Surratt's panel, which was like 30 years ago, anime. We went over anime in 1992, which was really cool. So he showed titles like um, Tenchi Muyo, Fatal Fury, some Lupin stuff. I really can't remember all of it. <clears throat> oh, Giant Robo was another one, too. Um, and then right after that, I went to like the uh, the video art track and, and did some stuff for them. And then after that, we went to have dinner at the, uh, the, arts, uh, the art house uh, near the Brave Stadium, and then I went home and it was starting to rain, so my buddy John waited till like um, the rain was kind of letting up, and then he he took off and went home and got home like within an hour. And he did it because he can avoid the he didn't wouldn't have to sit in the traffic at two eighty five or you know on two eighty five in the morning like I did. So like I hit two eighty five about ten o'clock in the morning, and it took me about twenty minutes or so or more to get from the on ramp um, getting up to two eighty five itself from Cobb Galleria. So it was just like this constant slow crawl um trying to think other than that I think that might have been the the highlights of the convention I mean I met a whole lot of cool people and um and any of the videos I mentioned AMV stuff I'll definitely post it in in show notes and I'll show it to you here in a little bit um but yeah other, other than that I enjoy every year at the con I really enjoyed myself and I know it was interesting um so the, one of the main things about this con, and I, mean, I have not seen it this bad, and it shows how much the con is growing because there's a registration line, and they have like basically a maze in the main area, and the entire basically from like Friday and Saturday, where Saturday was the worst, where they had to get like a line looping all the way around this like second floor open area, just to, for people to go in the registration line, and it was like well over an hour wait because they're also checking like COVID cards and like negative tests and stuff. And apparently, like, some people were showing up to the con with, like, ne- like negative tests or, like, they just, ha- they kept their negative tests and were, like, from, like, six months ago. And were, like, hey, I'm here, I got my negative test, here you go. And they're, like, uh, no, dude, this isn't going to work. So they kept turning people away. <laughs> um, and they're still uh, doing COVID tests there? It was either you, it was either you show your COVID, your COVID vaccination ID or a negative test. And so I did the yeah. negative test, and I got my test done at like a, a like a um, an urgent care like earlier in the week. And I walked up there and showed it to him, and they're like, "Okay, great." And because I was a panelist, I went to like the special registration line and got my badge or whatever. They actually, I did not actually get a panelist badge because they ran out, which is surprising mm-hmm. to me. I was like, "Crap, I'm a panelist, but I didn't get an actual an actual official badge this year." But it's like, oh well, whatever. Um. And I'm glad they they they've never required any of that stuff in any of these cons that I've been to in Arizona. Because I, I don't know if Ducey may have outlawed it or something like COVID requirements you know, of uh, vaccine mandates and tests and all it that. Depend, like, it depends on what con it is. Like Anime Week in Atlanta is a, like it it seems to be strictly anime cons. 
Like you go into the toy oh, cons yeah. and comic cons, they don't really care about that stuff. The anime well, cons the are the ones that are really, really. Like... Go ahead. They're just more politically correct and exactly. SJWE, aren't they? Exactly. Like exactly. Anime fans? Yes, exactly. And so they're the ones that are going to be like, you know, they're, they're the ones that are going to require for the proof of vaccination because they're going to look at what the other cons are doing. And, um, I mean, they, they're trying to enforce masks this year, and I basically wore mine the best I could. Um, just so I didn't, you know, didn't want to get fussed up by too many people about it. But, um, I mean, oh, other, wow, I mean, they're still requiring that, too. They were, but, like, honestly, about 30 to 40% of the people didn't have masks on. And some people were never even told to wear a mask. They just walked around and didn't care. And you only have limited security there because, um, there wasn't a whole lot of volunteers. Because to be a volunteer or staff or anything at the con, you have to be fully vaccinated to their standards. And I think a lot of people, because of how they feel about the vaccination thing, they're not going to get it. They're, you know, if they're not going to get it done. They're like, well, I'm not going to, you know, do this because I don't want to, you know, get jabbed or whatever. So then I'm not going to help out with AWA this year. And so now they're, they're complaining about how they're having a hard time finding people. It's like, well, you know, if you didn't have that as a mandatory thing, you'd get more people. But they don't see it that yeah. way. Yeah. And so I then mean, it's... The, the I would, I would like... Seem to have this attitude of we're not going to turn people away from making money because of this issue of the coronavirus. Like, yeah. it's been years, you know? At some point, like, get yeah. over it. Some virus with extremely low fatality rate for most people. Exactly. It's just out there like the flu and exactly. everything else. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's a liability thing, obviously, but... Um... From what I understood, probably next year they're going to not do the mask thing because it's like they can't even like regulate what they had here this year. And, you know, next year I think everyone's everyone's just tired of it. You know, it's just like, okay, everyone's got their shots, which are supposed to work. And, you know, they've a lot of places are already like, you know, don't have a mask policy anymore unless you're in certain areas in certain states. But, um... I mean, granted, I think in a good way, like, I didn't really catch con crud this year. And I, because I think it was due to me probably having a mask on most of the time, even if I didn't have it on correctly or over the nose or whatever, but I had something over my face. So I think that might have helped. I mean, probably a little bit. But, um, I mean, then again, I've had COVID twice and my immune system is, like, fantastic. Um, but because of just natural immunization right there. But, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I came back and, you know, I Monday was my day to relax and try to catch up on stuff. And then I've been at work since Tuesday. So, um, but yeah, the, the line, the lines was just insane. Like it didn't matter what time of the day, especially like Saturday or Friday or Saturday. It was just like there was, that line was always packed or had somebody in it. And I know that like on our, um, one of the discord groups of the, the other editors were talking about like, where could we move this? Uh, the, the con like, it's a matter of like, what would be a good place to put anime? We can let her like Atlanta, like in the next couple of years. Cause obviously we've outgrown this venue. If that many people were stuck in the line like that. And so there's a lot of places like downtown. There's also like, um, there's an international convention center, like next to the airport. But, I, I don't know how this is going to... I mean, hopefully there's, they can find a better venue or something, but I think the next step would be something downtown. The the Georgia World Congress Center is fantastic to occupy one of those wings because when I went to MomoCon, it, it was like the whole section was like... It was huge, and there was a lot of people there, but it did not feel like it was overly congested, like you couldn't move anywhere. It was a lot of flexibility and freedom to move around and get where you needed to be. Um, 
for a bigger men- venue. So I think that's working for MomoCon for right now. Um, until they maybe have to occupy another part of the convention center. I don't know. Um, I do know there was some stories I heard about um, they had free COVID testing. Or they had COVID testing there, but one apparently somebody said something about how um, I think it might have been Dave, or it was a mother and daughter. The daughter got they charged the daughter thirty five dollars for a test, and they charged the mom seventy five dollars. Why? I don't know. That's messed up. And I'm just like, this is a good thing I did my test before I came here, so I don't have to worry about this stuff. I was like, isn't that what insurance is for? It's like you know, I'm paying a hundred and something a month for health insurance. And, you know, like, this is obviously supposed to cover, be part of that thing for coverage, right? So You can get free COVID tests from the government. How can they be charging such an obscene price for them? I don't, and the reason why it fluctuates between a daughter and mother, yeah, that, and I heard that he's like, yeah, I, and then I heard the mother was really pissed. I said, yeah, me too. Like, the government Those is handing out these free ridiculous. COVID, t- yeah, the COVID, you know, the COVID tests are being handed out by the government. Why, why are they getting charged for it or whatever? It doesn't make any sense, but... No, somebody's scamming people there. Mm-hmm. It is Atlanta. That's all I can say. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, man, I didn't realize it was 10 o'clock. Jeez. Well, I have to wonder, like, you know, is Brian Kemp going to get reelected, or is Stacey Abrams going to get in there, and she's going to, like, go heavy on the, uh, you know, making sure that they maintain the mask mandates and all the vaccine requirements and all this kind of stuff. I don't know, man. That's, that's within a few days from now. Jeez. Um, or if Herschel Walker is going to be at Warnock or Warlock, I should say. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I kind of think it's more likely that Kemp gets, uh, in there than again for a second term than, than Walker, because there's always an advantage to the incumbent Mm -hmm. and it seems like he's doing better in the polls than, yeah, and, uh, Herschel Walker's got Herschel all this, Walker. Yeah, I mean, there's all this stuff about, like, I mean, someone said, like, it's just, like, you know, a bunch of fake stuff about, like, all the women coming forward about, you know, him paying for these abortions or whatever. I don't really know what to believe, but, um, but supposedly, like, at the debate that he had with Warnock, um, like, he pulled out a badge. And so it turned out, like, they've already confirmed that it was, it's a fake badge because it, the, the, the police have made him an honorary deputy or whatever. He's not really a full fledged cop. But just as an honorary one, but he whips it out on, on the debate stage and like, sir, you can't have a prop here. And he's like, I'm showing that it's not a real badge, and or you know, it's it's a real badge, and it turns out it wasn't a real badge. So like, yeah, I, but it, it was a badge that was given to him by the police, wasn't it? That was the story, yeah. But it's not like an official like badge, badge. Like he can't like stop crime, or he's just, and he's also like you know threatening no. to like arrest people or whatever they disagree with him. Like that's a, that's abusing freedom of speech. Walker, like he, I don't know. He's like, is he just like another, like a black version of Trump or something? I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't think that he. I think he's just trying to make himself seem like a tough guy by by saying like, oh, I'm a, I'm a deputized member of law enforcement. Look at my badge. Yeah, you know. But uh, then they they were like, you're not allowed to have this here. <laughs> I, I just, I just, like, I just find it funny that just the debates were such a joke to begin with. I just kind of laughed at that. It's just like you know they try to be all civil about it and try to have some enforcement, but they really can't do anything. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen them do anything. Him, basically, yeah, that, that, to get him to stop. yeah. I'm just like the debates are so stupid. I'm just, <laughs> oh, well. 
Dude, a whole lot of stuff has happened, but the one thing I want to get off my chest, and we have maybe a few minutes to talk about this, is freaking Gato Matt. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can also bring up the related happenings with Brick. Okay. But let's do it. Because he's returned. Yeah, okay. Um, let's do Gato Matt first. So, okay, this guy called us out on his YouTube channel, like, back in the summer, and wants to be on a pod. I yeah. watch the video. I told you about it. I thought you watched it. it well, no, actually, don't even watch it. It's 35 minutes of, like... Yeah, let me... 35 minutes. That's why I didn't watch it. Yeah. No, here... here. It should have been, like, five minutes. Three minutes. So, this like is... Like the sun video? Yeah, something like that. Here, Here's what he did. I'm going to reenact exactly... Basically, paraphrase it. He gets on there... And it's like you know, I found you know, I, I found your episode. I didn't like how you made fun of me, and I'm trying to. It's a lot. Of, he kept repeating himself because he kept saying like, "I'm doing better. I'm gonna get better at editing and making videos." What do you do to have to suggest to me? You know, you shouldn't make fun of me. You made fun of you, my You're not cat. Enough stuttering. I'm not gonna. St- <laughs> Maybe I should. I don't know, but. <laughs> no, no. He said so. His thing, his his thing was like you 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 made fun of my you know my stuttering, and I'm just like, and I, I listened to the episode, and I was like, no, I was making fun of you making fun of Gato Matt stuttering. I was laughing at you, John, the way you were impersonating Gato Matt. So <laughs> yeah, I think I did do it. You did. I, I, I went back and listened to it. Because, and, he, and he's like, you, you know, you made fun of my cat dying, and I'm like, we never talked about your freaking cat. And so he made that up. So he's a liar there. But the video, he says all this stuff, and he has those weird. He has those pauses that he does. Um, I guess he's still trying to think of what the next oh, thing yeah. he says. But he pauses, and he'll randomly turn around and look at something and point at something at his room and be like, he'll, he'll trash us and then go, hey. Look at this Sonic the Hedgehog poster on my, on my wall. I got this such and such. <laughs> and then he'll turn around and, and repeat the same thing he just said three minutes ago. John, this happened seven, eight times. I, I kid you not. That's like my response video is to go back with him and be like, look, John, look, look. So, God, I'm at, let me let me just respond to you this way. Um, I was not making fun of you. I was making fun of John making fun of you on your stuttering. Um, I can see that you're using the green screen effect. I think you should really look into how to do it more professionally. Um, if Because you, you asked for my advice on video, and um, that's what I'm going to tell you is, look, is to Google everything. Uh, no, you're not going to be allowed to be on our podcast as a guest. I don't want you on here as a podcast as our guest. That's not going to happen. No. Um, let me look around the room. and Oh, um, I'm looking at – I don't know if you can see this – on this audio recording, but I'm pointing at this box, this <laughs> bottle of water that's sitting on top of my berserk manga right now next to my bed. Um, I had got that, uh, these issues back in, uh, MomoCon back in six months ago. And, um, I really need to finish it. And I wanted to buy more at Anime Week Atlanta, but I could not. And then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to stare blankly into the computer screen for about 15 seconds and then repeat that, you know, I got on that, um, I I don't think I was making fun of your cat. I did not make fun of your cat on and just you repeat yourself. That's that, that's exactly what that whole video is. And darn right I'm going to put it in show notes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I didn't watch it because it was so long and you already summarized everything that happened. That's exactly what happened. You YouTube, missed nothing in the Discord channel or whatever. Yeah. But um yeah, I I did see this late, latest video with the sun 
And I thought that one was just hilarious. I'll, I'll try to basically impersonate what he did. The I gall mean, he, he, he that this mother like, effort like has to, to demand <laughs> that the son and God himself move the son because his damn fat ass can't get can't move the chair to another location to eat his freaking breakfast. It takes I, more I effort. The, I, Go ahead. I hate how the son, the, the, I hate how the, the, the sun is always shining in the morning <laughs> at this time of year on the, te- te- the television. <laughs> And I have to, I have to, I have to move to another part of the house <laughs> or the sun is on me. The sun, why can't he just not shine on me? What's with the sun? I, the whole video I demand like that, that the sun move its location immediately right now. Instead of me moving the chair or the couch or he's got blinds in his house. Just close the blinds when you have breakfast. Just do that. It takes more effort for you to try to like move the sun than it would be to just move the stuff in your house to find a location to eat your food at. Like, is your life? Does your life have no meaning? That you have to find something that meaningless to bitch about. I hope he listens. I hope he listens to this, man. I hope he does. I hope we can set him straight. The amount of effort. The amount of effort to record a video whining about the sun instead of just closing the blinds is like unbelievable. I know <laughs> it, it, the hypo- it, it's just it's astounding of his stupidity, and <laughs> if he's trying to be funny. It's not funny, but okay, no, no it is. It's very funny. Serious. I know he was dead serious. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> but um, no, I, 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 I I'm gonna I I'm gonna search like his channel and he had made another video years ago complaining about the sun as well. Like, you did like, dig that up, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um. But no, he wants a response from me. I'm, we're going to post this episode and be like, here's the time code. Look it up. Here's our response to your video. I responded back to you. Have a, have a nice day. I don't care. <laughs> Make him listen to the whole thing so that he can like keep waiting for the response. Oh, man. Until the very, it very end. Him, it would drive him absolutely crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Like, after seeing, like, I was just like, you know, like, after that video, I was just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. You know, maybe I shouldn't get on, you know, respond to him or it's no big deal. I was like, you know, just like, I feel like I wanted to say something like it's not worth the effort. And after the sun, the complaint about the sun video, I'm like, no, F this guy. We're going to, we're going to drill him. I'm going to nail him to the wall. I don't care. (laughs) Like, you know, you know, just got him. Just, just stick to making your Griffin Rangers videos. And (laughs) just that, that's, that's really all you have going for you right now. Until something else comes up, I really wish the best for you. Um, and please dust your room; it's freaking, it's freaking damn nasty. <laughs> so there, there's my Gatomat response. You know, six months later, I don't really care. Um, anyways, so you had you had Brick to talk about, right? Yeah, he returned to the Just Extreme server. I'm, I'm going to read this conversation that happened earlier today. Okay. He linked to a video called Johnny T's Subway Tips. And uh, Daft requested that I that I mention this video oh on gosh. the uh, on the recording today. So I asked him, uh, "Did you make this video?" Because the video was uploaded by the Tune Man, and this guy is the one who always pretended that there's a brick and there's a Tune Man. Oh my so gosh. after the Tune Man got banned, he came on there as Brick, uh, pretending he's a different person. Even though I, I'd already exposed him as being the same person when he got driven off on his first account. Oh. So so I asked him, did you make this video? And he said, no. And, and then uh, Mega Slush, that's Daft, he says, wait, I recognize that username. That guy was in here. Pathological liar. <laughs> also kept saying they were accused of being a pedophile. 
<laughs> that guy sucks. <laughs> Didn't know he did puppetry though, because this video is like some sort of weird puppet on a train with a homeless person. I haven't watched the video yet. What? Uh, I think he re-uploaded the video. He is not that bad of a person, but he did get falsely accused. That's what Brick has to say. Oh then he says, God. the video popped up in my head, and I wanted to share it. And then Daft asks him, how do you know Toon Man? And then Brick says, he, t- he posts my TV archives. And then I ask him, didn't you used to be the Toon Man? And then he says, I created those channels, but I'm not him. <laughs> what? <Right. laughs> that makes no sense. Obviously, he's li- no, I'm not... I'm not the guy who made that content, even though my name is just the same as his. But it's not me. I can guarantee no. that. My logic is so flawless. So is your my, your argument is flawed. I mean, this guy, he was so blatant about his, his being Brick. I mean, he would say stuff like, I remember when Brick went on vacation to Arizona and he saw the Grand Canyon. And it's like, how do you have someone else's memories? Yeah. And then he'd say like, Oh, all my recordings are are like home videos made by Brick's family. Oh, you have someone else's family's home video recordings? Yeah. And then he'd order something on eBay, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, this is being shipped to Brick. And it's just like, dude, you're fucking Brick. It's obvious. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, then uh, Daff says he openly discussed how he was accused of being a pedo, frequently bringing it up out of nowhere. That doesn't really sound like the actions of someone who is innocent. And then he says, that's yeah. a minor point, though. And then in parentheses, pun unintended. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the pun was intended. Um, and then Brick says, he was probably pissed that people falsely accused him of being one when he wasn't. The video was originally posted by Glove and Boots, but got deleted. I like the video, even though I haven't been to NYC. And it's very funny. Mm-hmm. And then Just Extreme says, it is funny. I didn't watch the video, but... It's some puppet on the subway. I'll, I'll like, post this in the chat, and people can, like, see this in the show notes. Um, okay. Here we go. The Tune Man. Johnny T's Subway Tips. Hold on. You gonna play the audio for this? Oh, what the heck? <laughs> um... Yeah, let me see if if it'll pick up, um, or maybe you can play it. But if it doesn't work okay, on mine, maybe I can. I don't know if I can run the. Maybe I can run the audio in here. Hold on. Yeah, it's real low. Um, Hold on. Yeah, I guess you'll have to do it. Okay, it's not. Hold on, let me. Wait a second. Oh, desktop audio. That might actually help. Let me see. Because we all got to put up with you. Thank you, Subway. is going to a party at a stranger's I was actually putting it on the. I was actually putting it on the uh, the recording. Okay. I'm at 40 seconds. And they're playing Darude, Sandstorm. What the heck? (laughs) 
I thought this was about the sandwich shop company. Alright, I don't want to watch this anymore. No. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm done. I, I, were you still going to watch it? or? <laughs> no, it, it's it's pretty stupid, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's why I'm like... like I, I'm, Street skit or something. Exactly. I'm like, a minute topic. 21 in, I said, no, I don't care anymore. <laughs> that's like half the stuff on uh, on the Toon Man channel is just videos that he's he's stolen from other people. Yeah. And that's part of why he would always get in in conflicts with people is he'd just like take their their videos and re upload them without permission. <laughs> There's one where somebody's drinking bleach and uh, I think I reported that one to YouTube. Okay. I don't know if it's still on there or not. But he took some video of some guy drinking bleach and just re uploaded it. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that's like a that's one of those things that will get your account deleted if you, like, for Gosh. drinking bleach or whatever. Because there, there was that uh. that incident where Trump said something like, uh, "Why can't why can't we just put uh, these disinfectants in people in order to clean them out of COVID or something like that?" <laughs> uh, I mean, and then, and then, I mean, Trump is like not exactly known for medical advice. Down, that kind of stuff. Gosh, stupid. I mean, Trump isn't the person you go to for medical advice. I mean, he's not a doctor or anything. I, I don't know, but yeah. Well, he was just like he was just like improvising. It was like almost like stand-up comedy, but uh, he he was doing it like in front of Fauci and Burks and some sort of COVID press conference. He just started kind of like riffing on these various uh, theories yeah. of his. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. Get curious for COVID, including bleach. <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, Trump being Trump. Yeah, those were the good old days. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I think the only thing I wanted to talk about was freaking making fun of Gatomat. I mean, giving commentary on uh, his commentary about us making fun of him or something. But I already had. Well, I have to wonder though, um, with Elon Musk having taken over Twitter. Oh. If, uh, if they're going to let Trump back or not. Because I think Elon has said that they shouldn't have banned him. And he fired all these uh, Twitter people that were involved with uh, banning Trump. Oh, nice. And, and then there was this hilarious thing he's done over the weekend where uh, he's imposed what they call the blue checkmark tax. Yeah. Where people have to pay $8 to maintain their, their verification status. So all these blue check people on Twitter are threatening to leave because they don't want to give money to him. <laughs> I was like, well, it, like if you love was, your platform, uh, was, if you love your platform so much, you should probably you should probably give some money towards it. He was like responding to AOC saying, like, yeah, nice nice feedback about uh, the eight dollar fee, but uh, you're gonna have to pay it to keep your check. <laughs> so even politicians will have to do this apparently. <laughs> I don't understand what eight dollars is to these politicians where they get all these all this money to be for their campaign and to be paid as politicians. I mean, they pocket most of the stuff anyways. They're all they're mostly all corrupt. I mean, 
Hell oh, yeah, what, these people are like millionaires. The, yeah, these, like, what, most of these blue chicks are. Yeah, wealthy. I don't understand how public service can be a millionaire. Oh yeah, you get the you get find people with deep pockets to support them and do what they want you to do. There you go. Yeah, the system doesn't work. Oh, but he's he's really driving people up the wall, especially this thing he uh, tweeted about the the person that went after Pelosi's husband with the with the hammer. Oh yeah. He tweeted some article that was like, I mean, the article read like it was just somebody like copy and pasting a random text message they got, but it was some theory that like this was a male prostitute that was with Pelosi and that they escalated into a fight over payment or something like that instead of it being somebody who broke into the house and tried to kill him. And, mm-hmm. and, and Elon tweeted that out at Hillary and then uh, a few hours later he deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell this is going to be fun. Uh, it's only he's only been in charge for a few days, and it's already almost as chaotic as having Trump panic. Oh my gosh! It's just it's just Trump on Twitter. It, it's it's tr- it's the the chaos of Trump presidency, but in the hands of Elon Musk, and he's just like, I'm going to milk this for all it's worth. It seems like he spent billions of dollars just to like shit post, which is really something. You know, I'm not going to tell the man how to spend his money. I don't think I have the the, um, <laughs> the authority to do that. But um, when you're the wealthiest man in the world, it doesn't seem like it, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it? Yeah, what does he care? Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I guess that's it. Do you have anything more to say for closing remarks? Or no, I mean we're close to an hour 56 on this recording I mean I think I've I will say this um, one video that really impressed me personally for the contest did not get anything for it um, it was a guy that uh, made something called Night Saber City which is Bubblegum Crisis to a, a really really good song by the Proto Men and when I I remember like all the videos were uh, you know we submitted stuff and then like you know the next day or a couple days later you know we got this I woke up to like you know alright we can check out the Google, Google Drives you can watch all the videos and I was skimming through it, and um, I came across like, oh, someone did one of Bubblegum Crisis. It looks pretty good. And within a minute and a half, I was already drawn into it, and I was just like, holy crap. I already have a video I absolutely love and will fight for. And I thought one girl made it, and my mind was like, if she made it, I'm going to have to ask her hand in marriage. <laughs> like, she, the, the, the way to my heart is through Bubblegum Crisis. And I was just like, I hope she made it. But if it's somebody else, I'm, it's probably going to be really awkward to say that. So I better just not. But um, I kind of jokingly said, I kind of jokingly said on the reveal chat, I was like, you know, I was like, I'm glad, I'm glad, you know what, I'm glad you it was from you. Because if I thought it was from this other girl, I would have proposed to her. <laughs> that's, that's sort of a joke. But um, but no, I I saw him at the con. I was like, dude, I, I really, really enjoy your video. And even like in the overflow thing on Sunday, I requested it just so I can see on the big screen. And I'm just sitting at my desk, just like my chair in the front row, just going, oh my god, this is so good. And um, he's actually worked on like kind of redoing it and fixing it up some more. And um, as, a, as a token of how much I really like this video, I actually mailed him some stuff for, um, this week. I had like an extra like um, challenge coin and a, a patch from Anime Ego for the, from the Kickstarter. And I, I had like a bunch of like Bubblegum Crisis postcards and I gave him one of them out of my collection. Um, and then I gave him like some, um, 
Manga Man stickers and like uh, one of my um, old um, Cyber City 08 of Blu-rays. Because I got the remastered one. I was just like, if I put this on eBay, no one's going to want it because everyone wants the remastered stuff. Like, I need to figure out who I want to give this to. And I was like, so I emailed him, like, have you, do you, like, have you ever seen Cyber City 08? And he's like, I don't know what that is. I said, okay, I'm, I got something else I'm going to send you. So <laughs> he's, he pretty much liked my gift. I was like, dude, I was... I was upset that you didn't get anything for this video and you should have deserved something, but this is a token of how much I respect your work. So, and, um, I think I'm pretty, he was like, y'all, you know, I appreciate it. Thank you. So he got the stuff in, sent a photo of it to me and he's just like, oh man, Cyber City looks really cool. I'm like, yeah, I think you're going to like it. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was the video. Like I will like fight for clamor for because it is just, I just instantly fell in love with it. But, um, I think that's I think that's the end of the the podcast recording. So for AWA, I can't think of anything else. Uh, I'm sure there's a few other things I can I could think of, but right now nothing comes to mind. I just kind of hit up the high points. But anyways, yeah, um, I did sleep better this year compared to last year, <laughs> where I hardly got any sleep and I was bouncing between places. And um, anyways, yeah, so that's gonna be it for the AWA review. And John going to toy conventions and I going to Urukan. But hopefully we will go to Urukan um, hopefully soon. We'll, we'll find out. So I hope that goes through. Because for me, it's like as long as I get a plane, like if I get my plane ticket compensated, it's like I'm, I'm good. Like, you know, maybe, a, you know, a free badge, obviously, and like, you know, plane ticket compensated. That's all I ask for. So um, we'll see how it goes. But um, anyways, I think we're going to hang it up for the night. Um Unless you had something else. Uh, no, I was just thinking about what other stuff I saw at the con. Uh, if there's anything to mention, there there was this guy that was selling like a uh, Korean Maple Story comic that was okay. kind of surprising to me because I had no idea such a thing existed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, apparently, it's like an adaptation of that online game that's been around forever. Yeah, and uh, I ended up buying some Jurassic Park comics from that guy. That oh, were wow. Uh, from Tops, the trading card company from the 90s. Oh, well. And they briefly went into uh, publishing comics. Um, and I also got some Spider-Man comics from him. But, uh, yeah, that was... See, now you got me thinking... One of the main that I bought from. Now you got me thinking, like, did I ever see Jurassic Park comics in the 90s? I might have, and I just never cared. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it had art by uh, Gil Kane, which is a classic uh, comic artist who uh, oh, wow. goes back to the 60s and earlier. And, oh, uh, wow. So, yeah, it was it was kind of surprising that Topps managed to get, like, all these classic artists like Gil Kane and Jack Kirby late in their career. But uh-huh. I think they must have been making a lot of bank on trading cards at that point. The 90s was, like, the peak of the trading card boom, you know? Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Tops was making Pogs and stuff back then too. You know, ah, uh, man, I don't remember who made Pogs back then. They just Pogs just came out of nowhere, and it was just a fad. Everyone had to have them, and and then like it, it didn't really linger because after a couple of years, like you couldn't find them anymore. Whereas like fidget spinners, it, you can find them everywhere, and that was that was a quick fad. So Pogs is one of these things that people just. It, it, people make fun of it, or they only mention it to say, like, remember Pogs? You know? Like, there's not, like, an ongoing Pogs fandom, as far as I can tell. Outside of maybe, like, Hawaii, wherever they came from originally. I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. All right. 
Man, I, I'm beat. I think I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna go ahead and go to bed and watch Andor. Oh shit, okay. it's almost, it's almost 10.30. Um. I haven't seen the Andor, is it good? It's actually, yeah, it's, I've been, I've been pretty much enjoying it. It's like basically sort of like the espionage, like, other side. Instead of like Star Wars being like, you know, the soldiers and Jedi, it's like the other, the underground side of it, where like you have like espionage and spies and people doing covert stuff. It's basically like leading up to the events of Rogue One. So it's a lot of that, like, you know, there's the rebels, but like, what are other rebels doing other than just like going to some place and shooting a bunch of stormtroopers or getting shot by stormtroopers? So like, this is all like kind of leading up to that, where like they're trying to, you know, get organized, get together. They're all, they, you know, factions hate the Empire, but can they all unite together to work for a common goal to really take it down? <clears throat> so like in this one, it's like Mom Mothra is like a senator. Like a pretty powerful senator, so it's like a matter of like, you know, how is she going to, um, you know, cut her ties from the Senate and, and be a, you know, full fledged rebel and, and lead the other, uh, the rebellion or whatever. So maybe it'll get into that. I don't know. But they're on episode yeah, they, 9 right they're now. They're really delving into the, uh, backstories of some of these characters, like, especially on that Tales of the Jedi. I watched that, uh, a couple days ago. Oh, and I need to uh, sit down and watch that too. It explains the past of Ahsoka and Count Dooku. Yeah, so that's one of the it's only like an hour long to watch all six episodes because they're like they're really short. They're like oh, ten to twelve okay. minute episodes. Okay. And there's only six of them. Huh. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we'll call it quits and uh, see you guys later. All right, later, guys. Till the next next time. This city made us. This city